Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Thorpe, joined by Andrew Harlick, and this is going to be episode 100. That's right, everybody. Welcome to episode 100. We come full circle from our very first guest, my buddy Anthony Scott Burns, who is a writer, a director, cinematographer, musician, composer. He literally does everything. He's a true renaissance man. He's one of my best friends and closest collaborators. Super happy to have him on. Um, We talk about so many things. We touch base on uh, everything that's happened to him in the past two years since episode one. Anthony's career has really taken off. His hard work and dedication to his craft has really led him to working on uh, amazing projects with top talent in Hollywood. We talk about his current status, navigating three film projects, and how he got there. This is a huge episode, and it means a ton to us. I know you guys all know this. It's the 100th episode. It's been two years. This, po- this podcast is such a big part of our lives, and um, yeah, we just want to thank everybody. We also want to thank Anthony and all the guests that have taken a part in being a part of the collective family. Really appreciate it and all the love. Thank you guys so much. Uh, here comes episode 100. You guys are going to enjoy it. Here we go. Let's roll. But it is true. It's been one whole fucking year, which has been crazy. Yes. We've done so much. We've grown together like, as seems, creatives. Yes, it, we've grown together. We've, we've, we've done even just together so much stuff. Like when you think about it, FITC, off. What else do we do? Manifold. Oh, my God. Like The Lost Boys we, stuff. There's tons of stuff oh with that. Oh, God. Too. <laughs> like, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, there's no. so much stuff. And in between all that, we're writing and building a lot of things together, too. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, how many stories have we developed <laughs> in the last year then? That's crazy to me that it's only been a year since we did the, the first podcast. And not to mention you've done 100 podcasts. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> what like, the hell? No, no, all the work, all the stuff, 100 podcasts. Man, I think that um, we're, we're bad for each other's health. I know that one. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I know that we, uh, yeah, I think it's bad in the best of ways, you know. because when i do something i know it inspires you and vice versa you know so yeah it makes me feel lazy and i go okay fine i should do five more things (laughs) (laughs) i think that's important to bring out though how important i think i'm a very social creature as everybody understands and knows and same for you i think in in very interesting ways i think we're both different in that aspect but um i think it's been really cool to I think it's really key to, to surround yourself with the people that you work best with, you know, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Absolutely. And, and people who inspire you and yeah. make you want to continue to push yourself as an artist. Um, not having yes men around is the best. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I think that it really helps, you know, like there's so many times where, I mean, Andrew and I, we have great little arguments all the time. Hi, Andrew. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but they're like really good ones though. Like, like you never it's very rare where you're just like yeah that's exactly it you always have like your own perspective on things which is rad you know mm. in that way you own a part of it if that makes sense and i think the same thing with anthony and i we both kind of i don't know there's just been a really great it's been a it's been an amazing year honestly dude i can't i know i can't believe that we've both grown so much like i mean even just now like uh like when you see Ash's new renders and stuff, like it's like out of coming out of C4D and stuff. <clears throat> before you were like, oh, I don't do that shit. 
And then I was like, and then I was like, no, 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 you just just do it. You'll 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 love it, and it's exciting. And the more you do it, the better you get. And it's just an awesome tool for artists because it takes away, in my case, and I'm sure you've realized this, is there's there's just shorthand shortcuts that you can do to get to that image that you see in your brain quicker. Yeah, and that's and to bring back the point where for me, my own opinion is that like you've inspired that for me. That piece that you did that I bring it up all the time that thing that's on vimeo it's the mtv thing i don't know what the name of it is it's called memory bank memory bank that's what it is it's yeah. one of my favorite things on vimeo i've it's it's i mean i don't it's like it's i just find it to be so there's so many things about it that that connects with me artistically there's a lot of like what the hell and what and oh this is great and the techniques that you use to build it out and and so you know you and there's so many other people obviously but it's just things like that really inspire me to push forward and and to try that you know and yeah i don't know it, it's i just think that it's so key and we've been able to grow so such a great creative connection of just building work and it's just it's been really amazing i don't think a lot of people are, are privy to what's going on with you in your life and i'm just so excited i'm really fucking stoked i think it this couldn't have been a better 100 episode really it's come full circle you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah no like so okay I, I don't know when you started recording but so when we did the first one um i can't remember even what we were talking about it was probably just a lot of like really infantile it was um, it was my fault <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, we bring that out in each other. It's uh it's fun to be on set with us because uh it is kind of jokes. <clears throat> but uh, we're there to we're there to make cool stuff, but we're also there to have a lot of fun. But um uh yeah, so a year ago, I I can't even remember what happened, but since then, I mean, I I I've signed on to direct uh numerous films. I'm I'm just about to go to uh, Los Angeles and have some more meetings and talk about some more projects and it's been just awesome. I'm working with two of the best science fiction or just genre writers in general, um, Daniel H. Wilson on Alpha and Nathan Parker on Our House. So I, I could not be a luckier dude and all the producers who are involved with all the projects um, uh, uh, XYZ is doing Our House and Plan B is doing Alpha and the teams on there are just, I, I have an Academy Award winning producer and an amazing producer on Alpha. Like, it's just, I, I can't believe my luck. <laughs> and I, like I said, a year ago, we were like, ah, oh, I wish I could make movies. <laughs> and now it's amazing. And now, and now I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. So yeah, it's really That's, awesome. And you, and you're really, I want to also, I want us to paint a realistic picture too. It's, it's a lot of work. It's been a lot of trial and error. Um, this is, these things don't just like the, the phrase like overnight success is that's bullshit. It doesn't exist, at least in my ex understanding. Um, but I think, can. I think it can, but I think that what we see with an overnight success, like the true, like when it's happened to someone very quickly, um, is that they don't succeed. You can't succeed in that. It's you're you're set up to fail because if you don't have the experience of, of failing multiple times, it 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 hits you hard. Would you relate that to like the um, lottery mm -hmm. winner kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. It's the same sort of problem is that if you've never had money and then all of a sudden you have a lot of it, it you just really don't know 
the right way to deal with it. And it's the same thing with creative power or or any sort of power really is is, is if you all of a sudden you're you know you're Mr. Director on the set uh, unless you have that sort of trust in the in the in the failing that you've done before you don't really know how to handle it. Yeah, um, and we've seen it a couple of times where where you know people have been given the reins to big projects and they've sort of it's it's hurt them and so such a big responsibility um, yeah 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 it's, it's kind of the opposite of winning the lottery yeah i would say <laughs> like, i think people think it is something but it is yes. not i'm getting a really the thing i love about it too by i'm learning through you basically by because we're so close now we talk my wife is often calling you my girlfriend you know <laughs> she's like dude is that anthony so, god so, no, it's like, so, and i'm sure okay. stacy's so. the same too we have such awesome wives that allow us to be these giant kids, basically. So yes. really awesome. yes. <laughs> let's give a shout out to the wives. <laughs> absolutely a shout out to the wives because yeah. uh, without them, we wouldn't be here. Without, no, absolutely. Yeah. You, need, you need, you need a support system and you need someone who understands you. And, and I mean, this is this, you know, there's nothing more eye opening than the, that scene in uh, whiplash where he's explaining <laughs> how much he's going to put into his music and, and, and that harshness, and and both of us have wives who have said, yeah, we're cool with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I never had that talk with my wife. I just kind of slowly eased her into it. <laughs> I've, I mean, I've slowly, she, you know, we've had discussions of it. It just keeps getting more intense, you know. So <laughs> it's like slowly turning up the dial of intensity. But yeah. I had the conversation. That's that's awesome. You're see, you're. I think you're much more mature than I am. Or you just you see it better than I do, though. Maybe that's probably why you and Stacy have a good rhythm. So, yeah, we should also talk sometime. It took, it took about a decade to have a great rhythm. <laughs> How long you guys been married for? Almost ten years now. Wow, that's awesome. That's an achievement all in its own. <laughs> it seriously is. Yeah. When you find the right person, it's you just know. Yeah, you just know. It's like that's your friend, and you're gonna be with them forever. Yeah, you guys are rad. I had I had a real blast spending time with you guys out in Barcelona, even though it wasn't ideal because all the stress. But it was a lot of. <laughs> it was. I know we probably should have stressed a little more about our talk. <laughs> we should have. Yeah, I re I regret that. We. I, <laughs> yeah. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, I think for us it was a case of like we had stressed so much on making the actual title sequence that when it came to talking about it, we were just like, oh god. <laughs> i remember the look on your face right before we went on stage you were just like why did i sign up for this like public not, speaking i hate it like yeah hate it. i felt so it. bad too because you dropped it on me yeah no, everybody listen to this ash goes don't worry don't worry anthony i'll take care of it you just have to be there and just answer a couple questions we get up there he's like anthony take it away <laughs> Total jerk. Sorry, yeah. I just—I was so brain dead, and we were just—we—we we did put everything we could into that film. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Like, I mean, right down to the last second, you know, this is pretty common with title sequences or any sort of creative endeavor where you really want, you know, to put your soul into it. As you work on it until the very end, until the the day of delivery. And we thought, no, nah, we've beaten that little, you know, uh, hiccup, and and we had everything sort of in order. And, and in the last second, you know, without naming names, uh, the, the person who was originally uh, doing the color grade just completely dropped the ball. And we were in this horrible situation of, of which, again, Ash was like, don't worry, I'll tell him. 
<laughs> get the room, and again, it's like, Anthony, can you tell him that we uh, get used? <laughs> uh, he is so awkward. Yeah, but the the great thing that turned out of that is we met yes. those amazing people at Metropolitana. I think it was at. Yeah, they yes. were just. That was an amazing day. It was kind of a, it's kind of a dream because I had wanted to work with the colorist there forever because he had done all the stuff for Canada, mm. and and it was just it was a great day. We had a lot of fun out there. It's his and we birthday got to make too. No, he came out on his birthday to do the color, but then we got it. So basically, the thing was colored, and then we we delivered it the next day. Um, yeah, but that, that was, was not our intention. That was a lot <laughs> for me uh, personally. It was so much learning um, to to put this in context. Like you had done so many films prior, I had studied a lot of films. I've done a lot of like research, but nothing prepares you for the actual endeavor. And the voyage of going out and creating these things, you know. So for me, it was like sitting on the side, the passenger seat, watching and just studying. And then also just being like just an observer on every angle, you know. And it was a grueling process, I must say, you know. Like, Hey, man, and that was an easy one. That was a fun one. (laughs) It it was. It was. It's for for all, you know, all the everything else. I mean, just going down to like even a perfect example is – um, the truck broke down in the woods, 20 miles up a one-way hiking trail, basically, in the middle of the shooting where we needed more coverage. And it's just like yep. you have drones and, like, everybody's time and stuff. And everybody just did such an amazing job. But, you know, it's just I learned a lot quickly from that experience. And you are, had already had miles on it. But I just learned quickly that you can't control these things. And they just kind of become themselves. Yes. <laughs> And, yes. and and that's 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 probably the best example you or or sort of sort of learning example you get from being on a set is that some sets go by this is exactly what I want and this is what I'm gonna get mm-hmm. and and I think sometimes directors will you know you know God bless the guys who who do fight those fights because sometimes they really do get magic yeah. but for me I I like to approach a shoot like. A hunting or a fishing trip. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's you know, a compromise like, in between the two of those? I think there is, and yeah. I think we kind of we have that. I, I do have more of a balance. I obviously we plan and we get and we try to get as many shots as we can from the you know whether it's previs or boards or whatever. But at the end of the day, when you get out there and you go, listen, the truck doesn't work. There's two <laughs> there's two ways you can go about that: is go ah, I'm, I'm angry, and, and you start yelling at everyone, and 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 next thing you know, you're 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 in a documentary. Uh, about you know your film exploding, or um, or you sort of go you know what? Do we need the truck to tell a story? If we do, how can we get this? How can we still do it? Yeah. Do we have any resources? You know, like and and just sort of approach it from that. How many shots do we already have? Okay, well we can deal with it. I mean, like listen, how many times have movies you know finished when the actors have passed on? I mean, we just you know there's Furious Seven. <laughs> when yeah. Paul Walker passed away, yeah. you know, while filming, and so there's two ways: you go, okay, we're screwed, or how do we we finish this? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a really interesting task. I think just the general con- the general concept of making films is is literally controlling chaos <laughs> mm-hmm. in a, in a really weird way. I th- Michael Arias said it really well. I think he said that it was like a lightning in a bottle that you refer to it, like capturing that lightning in a bottle. I suppose yeah. like. I think that I always and, thought and I that think, was applicable. No, it's great because that that kind of goes back to my sort of philosophy of like going fishing or whatever. Is that lightning in a bottle? You can't you can't really package that and go. Okay, well, if we put this here and this here and this here, you can go. 
we might get lightning in a bottle. And so it's just about sort of making those decisions so you, you, you make the best sort of situation for it, like having a great location, having great actors, uh, and you try to make something beautiful out of all those elements, but you might not get what you had in your head, and that's okay, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, God, God bless the guys who fight for those, those, <laughs> those crazy visions where they just don't give up. Um, sometimes, you know, that's, that's also the best way to get, you know, something amazing. Yeah, this is not my method. We talked a bit about Yodorowsky's Dune, and I think that's a, a um, one of those cases where um, unforgiving the compromise of the art, you know. Yes, um, yes, but but, it, but then what happened is the movie didn't happen. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's yeah. and that's what kind of I think you have to sort of I mean every director says this you know pick your battles, but but really in 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 the case of a film like that, his his vision was so drastically different that I just don't think there was probably any way for that to be made at that time. Yeah. So do you think it's possible to be made now, but it wouldn't have the same impact, you know, like that's so many things have been influenced by all the artists involved, you know, like Mm -hmm. it was, it was a package from heaven at the time that no one knew that no one realized that it was a package from heaven. Yeah, he was really, he was like a, a pioneer. He was like before Twitter and Facebook and all these like CG hub and all these things. He was like, I don't know how, he was like, look at this stuff from Dan O'Bannon did this CG thing on the on the dark, it was like Dark Star or something. That's how it yeah. got. And all yeah. these other things. He was like just seeking out things. He was a very smart, resourceful guy and made the dream team. And then, yeah, then it became Alien, unfortunately. But yeah, I think that well, there's... Fortunately, fortunately, yeah, fortunately got Yes, it's true. It's, it's very fortunate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I just, I, I want, I'm going to try and go through this past year somewhat chronologically and just like grab little bits and pieces. And I definitely wanted, we have to touch base on all these things that you're learning from Hollywood. I know so many people are curious about your journey so far <laughs> and be candid about it or whatever, you know, like, cause I'll be as it's candid as I can be. Yeah. I don't I mean, I've, I've had a great foot. experience. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, it, there's a lot of things that are sobering through, uh, just going through it where, where, you know, yeah, we'll touch on, on things that, uh, that, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As we go. So I would just, I figured we'd start with, I think off is later on in the year, obviously. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think what, to start we when we first started doing stuff we were just kind of talking about i remember after manifold i guess we can did we touch base on manifold or could you even talk about it last time i can't remember if you could i can't remember either Man, i don't I think it came could. out in like april like the end of april right and i think the episode was recorded right around then so i don't know if you guys touched on it i don't think we could talk about it because it was just about to re- get released and you couldn't talk about details so maybe we can talk a little bit about manifold and your experience with that and why you decided to do that and the process of it because you not only did you write it but you also didn't you and nick like get the funding from canada to do it and all that stuff and then also like after it was done you went out to the like the festivals and saw that and that whole experience so like maybe yeah well i'll, I'll explain a little bit of why i made manifold manifold was uh, we made it for a couple reasons and one of them was uh a lot of people had seen some of my earlier work and said you know i think that anthony would be you know good film director and that was always kind of my goal was to be making movies and telling stories and I sort of got sidetracked with um, graphic design and I do music for fun on the side regardless that I've, that's we must talk the about case. that yeah for sure for sure I've been doing that for years and years and that's just kind of like my 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 the way that I express myself um, 
you know, creatively, I would, like I said, I would do it regardless of money or whatever. Music is just some, a place I go to let off steam. And um, so I met up with some people here. Uh, one of them was Todd Brown, who runs the, the site uh, Twitch Film. Uh, he's a local and he saw some of my work and we went for a meal and he said, hey, listen, no one doubts that you can make pretty pictures. Where we're going to sort of, you know, run into problems, you know, selling you as a director is no one knows if you can tell a story. Mm. And so he said, listen, you know, here here in Canada, you're lucky enough that you can go to a place called, you know, Bravo Fact, which is a uh, it's a it's a funding program set up by a television station in the hopes of sort of finding and fostering new talent, uh, storytellers, filmmakers, artists, whatever. And so I went off and, uh, you know, wrote this little short script that I thought, um, because one of the other things they had said, you know, when talking about um, getting funding for this stuff was the idea that we could make a short film that could be broadened into something else and, and may, maybe potentially made into a feature down the road. Um, and so I went off and I wrote this story that sort of interested me based on facial recognition. You guys all know it. Um, and, and how maybe emerging technologies would somehow give way to old, you know, opening, you know, Pandora's box of, of, of the, you know, secrets that have been around for a long time. That's, that's the basic idea of Manifold is, is how does emerging technology uh, expose secrets of the past? Mm-hmm. And, and so we went off and, and I wrote the script, sent it in, and, and we got the funding. And I was thrilled because it was the biggest budget I had ever had in my life. Let me go um, back. Sorry, I don't want to jump. I, I want to get grab some of these bits and pieces. What was what's your writing process like? Because that's in itself is already a very big task, you know. And I, for me, I know what your process is somewhat, but for to for sure, for sure. paint a picture <laughs> for people to understand, because it's what it's is, a lot to just take on. Like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. I'm just going to write this thing. It's like, where does that all come from? You know, is it the curiosity? Is what is that? For me, my writing process. Well, first of all, I'll say this: I hate writing. I don't, I don't know. I really do because I'm not good at it. Um, and so it's a huge stumbling block for me. And it always has been, uh, when I was younger, I used to make the joke that I'm not word smart, you know, like, uh, just because I, I I was never really good in school when it came to, you know, writing, you know, uh, essays, et cetera. I just, it, it was hard for me. It's just not the way my mind works. It's, I, I work in a very visual and, and audiovisual sort of landscape, and so it was, it was hard. And so I'd never liked it. And so uh, I wrote out of necessity, and and my process was uh, I, I try to find things that scare me and things that that uh, I don't know things that both scare me, interest me, and and. And are loopholes in other people's ideas, and and so when I say loopholes in other people's ideas, the, the cracks of other larger stories. I love the small bits in bigger, like say you take a Hollywood movie and you and you find that little small bit that they that was just a tidbit of of the plot for another movie, and you really dive into that and you get really into that one thing. And so 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 asking questions and yeah, yeah. filling them so, with your so, imagination. Exactly, exactly. So you're asking questions about things that people usually just sort of gloss over in movies. Like, sure. oh, he's hacking. And you go, okay, well, but what is he hacking and, and why? why? And, and what does that mean for, for humanity? <laughs> you, so you your know? writing style is just painting a, um, a picture of your curiosity then, huh? 
Absolutely. My fears, my fears, my curiosity. Yeah, your fears. It's always about that. Well, you, it's always about that. You've, I mean, I, it's, it's cool to hear that too, but I've noticed personally, because I read a lot of your stuff, is like you've progressed quite a bit and you're one of those people that I admire too, is like, even if you are struggling with it, you will throw yourself at it until it becomes workable, you know? And that's just, you can't, when we talk about the lottery thing and the earned success and all these things, like when you desert, when you get these, these big breaks and these things that happen for you in your career, that's what I said. I think for you, at least in your situation, it's, it's all equated to all these everyday situations and stages where you're just throwing yourself at it. You know, that's very much your personality. I think though. It is. If, 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 well, I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I think that's why we get along so well is that neither of us can wait around for someone else to tell us we can do something. <laughs> yeah, we're dying. And, and, no, no, exactly. <laughs> we're, we both realize that every day is closer to our death. And, and, and so if someone says, listen, we can't do this project until we have a draft. We can't have a draft until we have some money. We can't have money until blah, blah, blah. And yeah. it goes further and further and further. So you go, well, I'm just going to write a draft then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you just have to go in. And so if I had said, you know, like, well, no one's going to hire me for a director until they can, you know, see that I can direct a story, but I don't have a story to direct. So I guess I'll just look through the internet until there's a story that I like and then get someone else to write it and hope to God that that script will be what I want to do. It's just, it's too risky for me. It is. And you're a controlling person because you know what it needs to be, you know, and the right, the right aspects of it, I think too. Well, you know, but again, I'll come back to that's why I feel blessed now that I no longer have to write scripts because they're in the hands of people who are so much better than me. Yeah. You know, and that's 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 where you get into, you know, an awesome place in, in, in you know, when you start making studio films and, and, and just bigger independent films is that the idea that money can bring you some collaborators. That Good team. Yes. Yeah. Great. Great teams. Great collaborators that but you'll do- actually be able to to you know build visions that uh, excite you and the only way you you ended up getting there just so i i can paint it for an honest honest picture the only way you ended up getting into this position is by throwing yourself in the fire and saying you know yes. i'm going to go and write manifold i have this opportunity this person sees something in me i'm going to go and do this and it's going to be based off of my curiosity and fears of the world i'm going to find a little nugget or a pocket and build from there so sorry i just wanted to make sure because writing is very important obviously story is so key to us <laughs> uh, it's, it's a we'll talk about that later but yeah yeah <laughs> but um let's, let's go back to story, manifold. story is very key it's, yeah so 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 we make manifold uh i reach out to ash and i say hey ash i would love to have you help me out with um aspects of this and so you know i worked with you i worked with uh you know nick, some, right. some nick and nick and johnny uh was another producer on it uh i don't think you ever met him yeah uh and you know Vincenzo Natali was nice enough to write a letter to Steve McCaddy saying, hey, you know, like, there's this there's this guy who's making a really cool short. You should come out. And so Steve and McCaddy came out. And we had Greg awesome. in the lead. Oh, it's amazing. So so it all came together. We made the short, and I delivered it to Todd. And he said, listen, dude, this is better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so, and so he said, let me show it around to some people before you drop it. And so he showed it around. And before I knew it, you were a mess had, too. I remember you, you're you're going fast over this. I remember you were like such a mess after that because you had put so much effort into it. You know, I put I well I here's another thing. I kill myself for almost everything that I make. Yep. So I have to be, and I'm I've only learned this now. I have to be very careful 
uh, choosing what I'm going to make. Yeah. Because in the past, I've made some things because I needed money. But the, the, the problem is, is that it doesn't change the effort and or um, uh, energy I put into something, even if it's just for, you know, I'm, I'm right now, this very second, I'm working on some VFX for something and I'm putting in more effort than I should. Yeah. And in fact, as I, as I realized while I was working on this thing, I've put more effort into the VFX than the people who shot this film put into the film. Um, <laughs> that's, but that's, uh, I'm always, I'm trying to pull out these little things because I think that from my own opinion, my observation of what makes you, you, how you've grown so fast and the things and the decisions is, I think that that's a big part of that. That's my personal take from it though. So, well, and, 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 but at the same time, I, I would caution people. My, the cautionary tale here is choose the work wisely. Yeah. Um, uh, because you if do. you are a perfectionist and, and you like to work on something until it's perfect um, or it's up to your standards, make sure it's something that uh, people will, uh, well, that A, you respond to and yeah. B, uh, will will work towards the goal that you you want to achieve whatever that is um, and sometimes in my in my travels I've done the opposite I've done things to help people I've done things to uh, you know just to so people would think I was nice sure <laughs> you know which you, you don't do you do things for you that that will I mean obviously you want to help your friends and so every once in a while you do do those things and that's fine because you know that's that's your personality and that's what you want to do but when you're somebody who who doesn't sleep um, to get the job done, you just have to be careful. And, and I, like you say, I was a mess after Manifold because I always bite off way more than I can chew. Always. Yeah, you're you're the you're the person that I know that's just willing to take on all the pressure. I remember when we're working on stuff, I'm like, I have to stop you. Like many times ago, Anthony, you have to stop. <laughs> Don't kill yourself. Don't do everything. You know, because it's just natural for you to want to, and not in a bad way. It's just that you you are already so quickly knowing what you can see as perceived value or perceived outcome. And that's another problem is like when reality meets, when reality meets the artist basically is the big bitch. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, fuck, like it's, it's four o'clock in the morning. I still have like three more hours on this. Yeah. It's, and the only way. Everyone listening to this has been in that position. Yes. uh, At some point where, where they've, they've. And, and, and especially if you, like I say, if you're a perfectionist, you're, you're up until 4, 6 a.m. and you go, shit, this is due in two hours. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to talk about it too, the, but the balance of these things too, because I know you've been able to find some things. And I think that there's, you know, I, I've heard you're going to be quitting Twitter. Is that true? <laughs> Which is smart. I think it's yeah, smart. Well, well it's, it's, it's a bit of self-sacrifice and, and one of those things where, I will miss, you know, dialogues with a lot of people sure. on Twitter, but at the same time, I, 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 you will miss a lot of dialogue with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I'll miss a lot of dialogue with a lot of people at the same time. Uh, no, it, 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 it occurred to me that, that it wasn't, it wasn't helping me. And I'm also somebody who, um, my wife actually points this out all the time that if I see myself going down an addictive road, I shut it out. Yeah. Because I know that I know the power of uh, the the human mind <laughs> and, and what it can do, and and so so when it comes to Twitter and stuff, I see myself 
doing things and, and going down certain roads the past that I, I just don't enjoy. And, and um, I guess the best way you could say it is that somewhere along the line, Twitter for me went down, to, it went to becoming the cafeteria and I wasn't ever somebody who hung out in the cafeteria. Yeah. Um, and, and just in the way that people, I, there's a huge shift in the last year of how people react to things. I mean, you've been face to face with it a little bit. Um, and I think that it's just getting weird and, and, and I don't want, it, it just makes me feel not good. <laughs> yeah. And so while there are many people on there that I enjoy conversing with, what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, put up an email address and people can email me whatever they want and talk to me. And, and, you know, also, I mean, through Bandcamp, anyone can send me a message. I get lots of messages through there. So um, yeah. if, if you want to converse, we'll, we'll converse and we'll talk about stuff. But Twitter just more and more I realize that that's not the place for for having real conversations same for Facebook for you as well I think right oh yeah I'm never on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I don't know I think that there's a lot to be said about both of these things and, and being a part of it I think it's it's just really interesting I think it depends on how many people that you interact with and how genuine and disingenuine they are you know and yeah, it's interesting. For sure. But for sure. Sorry, I'm uh, jumping all over the place here. No, 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 it's okay. That's the way it goes with us. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It really does. If you guys, I mean, you guys are obviously listening. So when we have conversations, creative conversations and all this stuff, we talk about this pretty much the same thing. You know, I'm trying to be as structured as possible and let Anthony explain a lot more stuff. So <laughs> I'm working on it. But no, like, no. the way that our conversation happened is something goes in my mind, something goes in your mind. <laughs> And then it just kind of ping-pongs, but that's good. I think that's good. Blasts away. Well, I think that's also a sign of um, our openness and, and and the way we like to create, which is very fun and very open and, and it's very up to debate. You know, I think both of us, when it comes to the way that we work together, and I think that you should find this in other fellow creatives and, and collaborators, is that um, the ego goes away and it's all about just making cool stuff and having fun doing it, you know? Yeah. Making the coolest stuff that you can. And I mean, to talk about that, I just, I just came from a screening of, uh, Tron, the original Tron in 70 millimeter. And it was so cool. it just, again, man, like, I mean, people used to call me a Tron nerd and I am a Tron nerd, but not for the reasons of, it, it's just, I see the excitement written all over that movie yeah. from everyone involved. And I think that's what I respond to in that movie. It has nothing to do with the plot or whatever. It's I see the excitement of every artist involved on that movie, and that's what kind of blows me away and can, continues to make me a huge fan of that film. It's definitely um, a timepiece, huh? It's just like... Well, that's the thing. Is it, it, it's, it's, it's definitely of its time, but at the same time, like, look at how many people it influenced. And I, I see Mobius just all over it, like, like yeah. everywhere. And it's, and it's those little touches that are... And it's just an odd, odd... I mean, I pick up on something new every time. I mean, it's something I always saw, but, but it really hit me this time. Is You know, like when the end... I don't know if you, how well you know it, but the MCP, uh, he gets destroyed by Master Flint. Control. Yeah, and he gets destroyed, and there's this moment where it stops spinning, and you see this sort of um, Egyptian stone that rotates, and it's got a face in it, and it's an old man's face, and then the old man's face gets sucked inside, and that's, it's like, what? Like, I love, that, that to me is so avant-garde, and yet it's a children's movie for Disney. Yeah. And that's where it's it's so awesome, like that they were able to do that. Like I, 
I could never imagine that sort of freedom now to to put such a haunting image in a children's movie. And yeah. and uh, I mean that's my dream. Image <laughs> 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 no, because I do believe that subconscious imagery like that is so important for for development. Yeah, it was important in my life. Uh, it taught me a lot of things. And I mean, sheltering people from those images doesn't change the fact that they exist and that and that people will see them. It just depends on when they're going to see them and how it, it it sort of molds their brain. And for me. Uh, as a kid seeing that movie it just it, it it excited me the whole time the same way it does now yeah we talk a lot about david lynch's work and you're also um a person that i know that really understands david's stuff on a similar level and probably beyond me you, you actually were a big proponent for getting me back into david's stuff but he's full of that stuff like his work you know it's just filled yeah. with things to make your your brain go what the fuck <laughs> and then you fill it in you know but how exciting is that i mean yeah. that's what that's that's really where i feel i mean we talk about this sometimes i feel like an alien uh sometimes because for me when i see films like david's and i mean as 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 things keep moving on we see a lot more you know, there's more exciting filmmakers coming out every day uh and when I see something I don't understand, I don't go, that's stupid. I get excited, yeah. you know, and, and my, cause it gets my brain going. And, and, and that's sort of my theory for this last year's sort of, uh, box office. Uh, we were talking about, um, this is, I'm going on a crazy tangent now. Um, <laughs> and this is how it works. This is how my brain works. Doesn't, it doesn't go for stay it. still. Uh, <laughs> the crazy tangent is this year we saw at the box office, we saw a lot of sort of what you would say or, you know, more, you know, arty, I'm not going to say arty, but the, just, and I'm not going to say intelligent either because th that's, that's sort of judgmental. It but, is judgmental, but yeah. <laughs> it, it, just movies that, that got your brain going. There was a lot more movies that did well that your brain, they're, they're stimulating your mind. Which is great to see. To, great movies, yes. great film, great film year. Yeah, no, great film, film year. Uh, and it was just awesome because I think this is my theory is that what happened over the last little bit was a people are starting to slowly get over their visual effects high. Um, Dude, things are blowing up. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Continue. <laughs> um, people are slowly getting over that. I don't because, think so. Well, dude, I think they, I, well, I hope so. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking <laughs> uh, with you. And it, well, yeah, no, it's funny because obviously I love visual effects and I love design. And these are things that, that really inspire me. But mostly I'm inspired by films that excite my brain. And the ones that excite my brain are, are ones that where I don't know what's coming up next. I really don't, you know, and that's, that's where I get excited. Um, and what's happening and I, I hope this is what, what I hope I'm right <laughs> or this is my this is my theory is that people are watching great television now yeah and they're going to Netflix and they're going to HBO and they're going to channels that we don't have in Canada <laughs> yeah and, and, and it's they're fucking seeing, great stuff yeah man. and they're seeing stories that are getting their minds excited yep and their brains including my, and my brain included, you know, uh, we're all getting excited by this fiction. And then when we go to the theater, if it doesn't have that same level of brain excitement, we're not happy with it. 
And yeah. that's why I'm hoping that we're we're headed for sort of a the dawn of a, of a, of a I don't know an era of 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 movies where where they're ex- as exciting uh, character wise and idea wise as television has been in the last few years. Yeah, television's really. We talk about that Kevin uh, <clears throat> Kevin Spacey that speech that he does that forty five minute dissertation. Yeah, it's just he 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 articulates it wonderfully, and I agree. I think there's also we talk about this a lot because we've been developing like video games and stuff and trying to see these psychological connections that people and ourselves are having with these experiences with entertainment consumption of these things, and I find it to be fascinating personally um, just how the platform is working and the engagement that people can put in. You can watch Walter White for 25 hours, yep, and you love him. Because he's just like, what the hell, you know? You or guess, you think, or you think he's a psycho? Or yeah, you, or you, yeah, <laughs> you love him because you, you think he's a psycho, or you just love being able to watch a fictitious character be an asshole and just blow up and destroy everything around him, and because it's great, because it's it's a it's television, it's not reality, and that's what's cool about it. But the engagement as a consumer um, is very, it's a lot longer, and therefore it's more. You just have more. It's it's almost like you can relate to the concept of love. You know, like love can, love can take the form of lust, which can be a explosive and very fast. But it can also be this long, endearing thing. Like your relationship with your wife is just ten years. You know, and through those ten years, you get that big, long relationship. You know, and I think yes, and I, and you start to actually have feelings for these characters. That's the yes, coolest thing ever uh, for you know a filmmaker is is to be able to have people interact with your characters as though they're, you know, almost like members of the family or, or acquaintances. It's, 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 how exciting is that? Um, I know it's, it's amazing. Um, I'm always jealous. Uh, actually Stacy just asked me the other day, she said, would you direct TV? I said, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's so exciting. The the chance to be a part of, of, of a huge narrative like that, I would direct anything. (laughs) Yeah. We're both really big fans of, uh, Netflix is uh, House of Cards, which is just a home run. I mean, I've really yeah. enjoyed it. I'm only on season two, so I'm not completely caught up. So I don't know where it's going, but it's just marvelously shot, amazingly acted, and just masterfully written. It's just, I mean, for me at least, I, I can never write anything like that. And that's that's the cool thing about teaming up with people, you know? Like, I would want to yeah. work with that writer because he's just just very articulate and, and just builds characters so well. And some, it's like a very slow burn, but it's fantastic. It, yeah. it is. It is fantastic. And, it, and it's, it's very interesting because, you know, people talk about, you know, like having a main character that's likable where, <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, you know, like we're, we're, we're in this age where almost look at Walter White and, and, uh, uh, Frank Underwood are both despicable. Yeah, <laughs> and they're the the biggest main characters in the last little while. It's it's very it's very interesting. I think um, they're painting really interesting pictures of what humans are and are capable of. And 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 well, uh, I have I have, theory, I have theories about that too. Is that yeah. that that uh, they're showing parts of us that we're no longer allowed to express. And this is this comes back to the 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 Twitter mm. our, uh, talk. Is that in media and social media in particular, people have. There, we've become a society of bullies, and if anybody has a negative attitude, they're they're pretty much instantly labeled as a hater and pummeled to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and so you've got Frank Underwood and Walter White, 
who are expressing feelings that we all have, but we can no longer put out there into the world. Mm. Um, there's my weird theory. There's, I, there's my, there's my psychological. There's definitely a there. truth there though. You know, I think there's something to dig in from there. I, and I think that that's possibly an undertone of our generation. This, um, it's really weird. You know, you have these, uh, like little engagements that are really not super sincere, you know, um, some of them are not all of mm-hmm. them. And, you know, I don't know for guys like you and I, who came up in this world without this kind of stuff. I, it's kind of weird for me when I watch my daughter interact with it. Cause she's, she doesn't even understand how it was without having a phone or internet really, you know, and that's, the, <laughs> that's how I grew up, you know, and there wasn't really any of that around. And so it's just, it's I, interesting to watch. So I do not envy growing up with Facebook. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Because Almost every day of my high school life, I regretted. <laughs> so if it was posted and and left there for eternity, I would be really really upset um, because that's you growing up, you know. Yeah. And it's it's embarrassing. <laughs> you do a lot. Of, I mean, dude, think of the things that we were wearing during the grunge era. <laughs> it's almost know? like you can look back at that. For me personally, it's like you look back at that and go like, what an it- dipshit I was. Yes. That's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> you can look back on it like that, but while it's happening, mm. high school and, th- and that time of your life seems like everything. Yeah, and, that's true. <laughs> it seems, it's all encompassing. It seems like the world and it seems like if you fail, then you'll fail forever. And that is completely the opposite of, of reality and and I don't envy growing up uh, with all that stuff being you know open for debate <laughs> yeah it's really interesting what it is yeah. but who knows you know I don't know it I think about we, we talk about this a lot and it's often a big conversation and it's, it's also because um, we want to be content creators but we want to be very cautious of the world that we live in and the, the content that we create for the world that we live in you know and yes do we want to create the content just for ourselves to be selfish or do we want to try and think of a higher level of whatever that is you know and it's kind of interesting you know I think for us if I would talk, speak for myself off as an incredibly personal film that was derived between the two of us about some really interesting concepts about a lot of these things and being trying to remain as ambiguous as possible. Yes. But also pulling people along through an emotional ride. It's very interesting. (laughs) It's such a weird journey. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, well, uh, for people who don't pick up on it, I mean, because it is very subtle because I I don't want, I don't like slapping people in the face with ideas. Um, Yeah, the film is about a journey where you may think that it's something you want and something you know, but at the end of it, you know, like really, and I, I feel a lot, I mean, we talk about this all the time uh, with, with art is that you don't really know it's you're, you're blindly heading towards a direction <laughs> and, and you sort of think, you know, where you're headed or what you want, but a lot of times you'll get there and you'll be, ah, that's, is that all there is? <laughs> you know, I, 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 that's happened to me a couple times. I, I really you. for a long, yeah, for a long for a long time. You know, I wanted to be, you know, a certain kind of artist, and I would go down that road, and I'd work really, really hard, and push myself, and I'd get there, and I'd be like, "This is not for me." And, the, and like a role, like I, a creative director, or something like that. Wow, I won't say out loud. A designer or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say out loud. You're already accomplished, man. You you've passed these chapters already, so. Well, no, but 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 
at the same time, you know, I don't want to, you know, disrespect those, those positions because, because they are, they're, they're amazing. They're, yeah. They're amazing crafts and they're, and they, and some people, you know, are so great at them. I, I, I happen to suck at them. I'm, I'm, I am a terrible creative director because I'm a control freak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm just very impatient, you know, uh, being, being a creative director is, you know, part, part of the job is, is teaching. And I mean, you're, 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 you're much, much better than me at, at, uh, at that role. And one day, hopefully I can, I can get to the point where I'm okay with that because I, I in fact would love to teach when I'm older. Um, because I do think that part of, you know, doing what you do is, is what you give back. And, and I would love to do that down the road, but, uh, yeah, I, I wish I was better at it yeah, because you're a bit hard I'm on yourself. <laughs> well, that's, that's part of my personality. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that I am hard on myself, but no, I, I'm not a good teacher because I, in a lot of cases, what I do in, in sort of big team situations, yeah. uh, is, is I'll, I'll, I just go, like you say, I just go, um, no, 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 you guys go do that and I'll, I'll do these eight jobs. You guys go just do that one job. Um, yeah. because I can't, I can't, it's, it's, it's like giving up the control and I'm really, really bad at it. Um, obviously when I'm working on feature films, it's, it's a, Absolutely. it's a no brainer that I'm going to have to, yeah. um, <laughs> Anthony, can you shoot that, direct that, do the music? Uh, you yeah, will too, not- if you, if they let you, but you'll kill yourself too. So, and then I think there's, um, I think there's also, there's something that you've, I've noticed from you too, is, uh, not a relinquishedness of trust, but there's also, um, an allowance of trust. Um, once you find the right teammates, like you're saying with the writers, you just you have the idea, and you know it's not going to be exactly what's in your head. That's not possible. They're not mind readers. But one of the things that I personally love, and I know we've talked about this, is when you have this idea and then you collaborate with somebody else. And we've had this exchange many times. We do it a lot with Lost Boy, for example. And I pass an idea to you, and then you pass it back to me, and we have this really great exchange of, of ideas. And I can never come up with what you come up with because I'm not you, but by doing this exchange, something great comes from it. Um, yes. And that is really, that's where I love to live creatively with other people, at least when I work on stuff together. But sometimes I like to do stuff separately by myself and you're the same way as well. Do you feel that is going to be a, a challenging gap for you moving forward, finding the right team, the people to trust, the teammates, all that kind of stuff? Or do you feel like you're ready for it and very excited. Well, that that's that's I would say that that's the biggest thing for me now is that because I am you know just starting out uh, and you know the career is in its absolute infancy, uh, I don't really have the team beyond sort of the art team, you know, like our friends, <laughs> you yeah. know. So I don't have the team. Do I know who's going to compose the score? No, I don't. Do I know who's going to have a lot know, of wishful? No. Yeah, you know, of course there are people I a wish list of people I'd love to work with. Yeah. But here's the thing, you don't even know if you'll work well with them. You get on set and they're, you know, like how many times, you know, have you have we personally gone down the road of being like, yeah, let's get that dude. And then we do and we're like, "Oh." <laughs> you know? Like sometimes in, that happens. Yeah. In your mind, what makes a great collaborator? Oh man, losing the ego. I mean, like a great collaborator is someone who's 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 willing to actually to just throw themselves at the wall with you and and sort of whatever sticks sticks and and you have to be okay with your ideas not sticking. <laughs> yeah. Or but at the or, same time you don't want to be a yes of- man though, right? Exactly. So how do you navigate those waters? 
by having an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that is 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 hard to find these days. Um, people with opinions because they're scared to to upset you. I we like to hear the truth. <laughs> as hard as it is, and and here's the other thing, being upset is fine. <laughs> you know, like I think that's one of the weirdest things that we're, we're sort of approaching now is this idea that if you're upset or you're, you're angry about something that, that you're a hater or you don't like something, being upset is fine. It's great. It's part of being human. Yeah. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a, an asshole, but be upset. Have an opinion. Tell people that you don't like something. Tell people, you know, maybe have a bit of cr- constructive uh, criticism so that you may not like something, tell them what you do like if you don't really want to like rain on their parade. But the point is, is that you have to have a viewpoint or else, I mean, what are you doing it for? I don't, I, I, I don't understand someone who doesn't have a viewpoint or is just like cool with everything. It's like, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Uh, it's like, what, you have what is opinion. it? Yeah. It, this actually, this all reminds me of this really great, great quote that I heard in Ed Catmull's uh, Creativity Incorporated. I just went through it like the past couple of weeks and he brings up Brad Bird, just one of my favorite directors because he's so rad. Yep. Like Iron Giant is just so, it's just so perfect in so many ways. Iron Giant, Iron Giant makes me cry every single time. Right? It's just he, it's just so, no, it's I'm a magic. Not, not afraid to say, not afraid to say. Oh, same, same here. Yeah. yeah, it always gets me teary, teary-eyed and it's just... That's the beauty of his masterful storytelling, um, and the team that he employs to do it. Obviously, it's not just him; he couldn't just do that himself. It's, it's a huge group collaborative. But the way he said he articulated um, making films, and I thought this was really great, and I knew you'd connect with it well. Is he said that, and I'm going to butcher it, but this is the general idea. Is he said that making films and making stories, um, it's like all the seasons. You can't just have only summer and sunshine because then you wouldn't have rain and, and nothing would grow, you know? So you have to have every different season because that gives your story or your life dynamics. If you don't have rain or you don't have snow or you don't have these different things, it doesn't really add things. Look at California, for example. We get no rain, we're going to die in the desert. <laughs> well, they say you got a year. <laughs> I heard two years, so yeah. Like, not... I heard a year the other day and I was like, oh my God. I'm saving up, moving to Hawaii. They got plenty of water. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm sure we'll figure something out. There's just so much money and stuff here, and so many smart, resourceful people. It'll. I'm. <laughs> I glad. don't think it's really a year, so I, I don't think. And if that was the case, I, I think there would be some, some, you know, there'd be plans. some serious. There's, yeah. There'd be some serious things going on here. I, I try. That's one thing that drives me nuts. It will never leave my head. I think Mache texted that me to me the other day. Oh, NASA scientist said two years, no more water. I'm like, fuck you! Don't tell me that. I don't want to know that, dude. It's going to stick in my head forever now. And I'm just going to be worried about every time I take a shower and be like, ah, oh, damn, you know, like wasting water. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Oh, when I'm down there, I'm going to take three baths a day. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> just, what? You, you buy a bidet just because? Just one of those guys? <laughs> oh, dude, look at all the swimming pools there already. <laughs> it is true. Yeah, it's true. And I want one of those, too, because it's so hot. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's so bad. It's horrible. So bad. But yeah, oh, no, that's a great, that's a great, uh, I mean. You can tell in yeah. his films, though. You can feel it, that he knows that you must have those down parts in order to have those good parts and to realize this, that. And that actually goes back to. Everyone's favorite Star Wars movie is Empire Strikes Back yes. because it is a downer. <laughs> it's a downer, but it, it, but it picks itself up, though. Yeah. You know, and that's the beauty of it. That's why we love Rocky. Rocky is that 
that's that's the story really it's a guy down and out that comes up beats his beats everything that's one thing i really find dude he doesn't even win that's the best that's the coolest thing exactly and that's (laughs) it's almost like going to show you that life is just that's just how life is you know it's you you might think it and that's like almost like the, the the you might have an idea of what something is um and you have this fascination and then it yep. be, you actually experience it and it's nothing like it and that's, that's <laughs> 2014 man <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a crazy experience for us as people in general yeah <laughs> creative people but I, I thought you would enjoy that i thought you'd relate to that and i think that goes along the lines with not only does it connect the main theme of our conversation so far, I feel like, which is like earning things and the lottery winner and all that kind of stuff. Because what I what I equate to your career so far is like you didn't come from a life of privilege necessarily. You've earned so much and you worked so hard for it. And it's just making sense. You're throwing yourself out there. And to go back, and I'm sorry I keep cutting in, we're still on Manifold. He, re- <laughs> <laughs> he released Manifold. You... um. I just I, last time I cut in, I was just said that you were a mess because you put everything into it, and you were explaining yep. that it's part of your personality. Uh, Manifold's done. You've literally just given everything you could to it. You're emotionally con- destroyed, and you know I remember you sending to me. I was so happy. It was so cool to see a friend send me something, and I know that they gave it their all. I felt it, and that to me it just makes me so proud, and it makes me so inspired, and that's what I got from it. And so you moved on from there. Uh, you guys, and I'll, I'll let you take it from here, what had happened past that, but yeah. Well, so from Manifold, like I said, I, I showed it to Todd from Twitch, who also is a producer at XYZ, and he said, dude, it's a lot better than we thought, and, uh, <laughs> which, you know, thanks a lot. Uh, thanks, Todd. <laughs> but but uh, that was great to hear, because I actually, everything I make, I think is shit. Um, <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, and I, 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 I don't think I'll ever ch- change that way. So, so sure. everything I make is shit. Uh, almost everything I've made, I didn't want to release. Uh, if you know, if some people will remember, like some some things I've I've released on the internet without my my name on it because I I am embarrassed of my own work. Um, then the person that would say like, why do you release it? What's your explanation to them? Because you must. <laughs> and, and why must you? Is that because you must keep growing, keep moving? Yes. Okay. Yes. And and and, and so at the same time. I will say this: if if you really think that something you've done is crap, don't release it. Sure, if it's um, like if you're being very honest about it, right? Yes, yes. Like, if you're, you're being very honest, like like at the end of the day, here's the deal: I got uh, a small budget for Manifold from this funding, which you know, seriously, was very small. I'm not going to say how much, but it was very. It, it wasn't, you know, it's. But I had to release it, so I did, and and. Some people say, well, I really like it. Well, yeah, okay, I, I like it too. It comes from me. But at the same time, that when you make something, you see all the flaws. And so sure. I was embarrassed of those flaws. And I think, I, you know, you grew up in the George Lucas sort of <laughs> era and you think, oh, I would fix that and I'd fix that and I'd fix that. Um, yeah. But uh, we couldn't. And it had to be released at a certain time. And we only had a couple weeks to do the post, which is always the case. You know, you never have enough time. And uh, that's why it's black so- and white. <laughs> well here's the thing i also am a huge lover of black and white but yeah it, w- it would have been nice to it's have kind a of color a, version you're kind of falling in suit with a lot of different directors though you know it's kind of a common thing for a lot of directors to make their first film and, and actually have a black and white so it was kind of a 
Yeah, no, and I think we talked about that too. Is, that, yeah. is that, that for me, it was like it, it is sort of fun to have your first real quote real short film be be black and white because if there's a tradition there, and so and also I had always. I think for like 10 years, I'd always said, it'd be so cool to do like a really hard sci-fi in black and white. Yeah. Um, just because we hadn't, we haven't really seen it. Um, We're also big fans of Hitchcock and Psycho and all that stuff too. So it kind of goes in line with a lot of things that we like. And why not black and white? Just because we have color doesn't mean we can use it, you know? So it's like one of those things yep. too. So Yeah. I, I actually think that I'll, I'll make a couple more black and white films. I really, really love the medium. It's a lot of fun to paint in gray time and grayscale. It distills um, things. Yeah. Yes, Sorry. absolutely. It makes you focus heavily. I mean, there's there's a lot of films coming out black and white now just for that simple fact. And the fact that, you know, like I think through Instagram, people have realized that it's, it's very beautiful and it isn't old style. There was a there was a period of time when people went black and white. That's old fashioned. No sure. way. And and I think Instagram sort of flipped that on its ass. And now people are like, it's a style. It's a stylistic decision. Yeah. And so people are okay with it again, which is great. Yeah. So so what happened for Manifold was um, some people in Los Angeles saw it, and I immediately Who was... Who are these people? <laughs> who are these people? Yeah, who are these people, if you um, can say? Well, so, well, so, so XYZ sent it off to uh, some people at uh, Anonymous Content, where I um, uh, they brought there, me right? on. He started Anonymous Content, I believe. Um, he's not a part he's of no it now. He's, yeah, he's no longer there. Um but there are a lot of great filmmakers that are managed there. And so uh, it was always sort of a dream growing up to be a part of anonymous content. And it was funny that they were sort of, you know, they came and approached me. And, and I, so I signed on with management there. And they have been amazing. Anonymous content, I can't say enough good things about them. They've been so supportive. And, I mean, they've been pushing me and, 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 and sending me scripts and things for for a year now <laughs> and 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 i just recently sort of signed signed uh some film deals so so they, how they many scripts you. have you read by now it's been a lot a lot i'm just gonna leave it at a lot i've read a lot of scripts um 70 some, maybe no not 50 50 scripts <laughs> yeah about 50 yeah. um and your intention and, not to just jump on the first thing is why uh well actually my first, my first instinct was to sort of because I didn't know the playing field was you know when someone offers you a script you go okay well uh, I should probably do this um, and I think that's probably the instincts of a lot of you know first time filmmakers is if someone offers you something you should probably you know you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you but you know when you read the script you go wow there really is no way for me to make this work. <laughs> yeah, and that happened uh, many times and it was a struggle because I felt like um, you know the other thing is that I, I also got an agent um, in this period and you know when they send you these things like again you don't want to bite the hand that, that feeds you and so uh, if they're sending you things that people genuinely want you to read um, uh, you, you don't want to be you know dismissive sure and so, so disrespectful my, my, and yeah it's disrespectful and and somebody in the world will think that's great and, and that's the other thing is it's it's there's kind of a growing pains period uh when you first get management or agents or anything where you sort of like you you they you, it's hard to judge who someone is from one or two films and they usually sign and bring you on based on one or two films or sure. a couple shorts and so it's hard for you to know what to do because no one says this is the rule book of hollywood and they don't really know you right away and what you like 
Yeah, it's like and the chicken from, before the egg happens tons. <laughs> yeah, and, and for me, you know, a lot of people, uh, when they see my work, they think I want to be making blockbuster sci-fis um, just because I have a lot of science fiction on my reel and, and, and to some degree I do want to make blockbuster sci-fis, but I also want to make, you know, uh, really, I don't know, introspective film. Uh, things, movies that deal with ideas that, that affect us as, as, as a race and, and that affect us as, as you know, smaller stories. And uh, so... It, it, and those are kind of hard to come by. Yeah. Not a lot of people writing stories like that um, because they're also hard to sort of get made because they don't sort of immediately mean that you're going to make a gajillion dollars at the uh, box office. Yeah, so, they're not a safe bet. No, and you know, here's the thing. Obviously, I would love to make you know a tentpole movie, um, but it really just has to be the right one. And so... Uh, it took, there was the growing pains period was finding the right collaborators. And that's, that's the cool thing about when you get signed on and you have management and agents is they introduce you to people. And the best part of, of my experience has been meeting a lot of really, really smart people, uh, who want to do the same things as I do. And so over the course of the year, we sort of met with them and you, and you figure out quickly who you can work with and who you don't want to work with. Sure. And, uh, and come in a very uh, personal business, not personal, but, um, people business. Huh? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and that's why you see once, once a director or a producer sort of works with a team or a, a group of people, they tend to stay with those people because yeah. it's, it's hard <laughs> to navigate. Yeah. No, it yeah. is hard to navigate and it's hard to know. You, you want people who support your vision and people who want to tell the same kinds of stories as you. Yeah. Um, a lot of risk taking, huh? That's the other thing. Like a lot of f filmmakers, I don't know. I'm, I'm speaking out of my ass. I don't know a lot of filmmakers to be honest. <laughs> I can, I, can kinda, I, I really don't. Uh, I, I know Vincenzo Natale. Um, and, uh, he's one of the world's awesomest guys. Um, and, uh, I, I, I talk once in a while to Paul W.S. Anderson on email, and I talk once in a while to Joseph Kaczynski on email. But uh, I, I really don't know them too well, but they're awesome people to me. And uh, but So when I say like a lot of filmmakers, I just mean my perception is, is that a lot of young filmmakers come in and they go, listen, <laughs> I want to make this. And, sure. and the reality is it's somebody else's millions of dollars. Yeah. We and saw that with that to... documentary for the um, Boondock Saints. <laughs> well, that's that's wow. that's what the it... deep end, man. That's the deep end. Troy Duffy. Uh, I mean, that who knows? The I don't shit know. out of me. That was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, and yeah. you know, that's that's what's funny is that I, I will say this to anybody who who is who's getting into making films and stuff is when someone comes to you and says, "Listen, kid, you got a film deal." That means nothing. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean anything until you're on set. And even then, they can fire you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It doesn't so, mean anything, so, actually, until the film's done, you've been paid. It, it never and means anything. You're on to the next it movie. It never means anything. It's not a golden ticket. It, yeah. it means, hey, dude, you got a job. And your possibly. job is, make sure, yeah, possibly. And make sure, yeah, in a couple months, you might have a job where you are in charge of everybody, and this movie better do well, because it's your ass on the line. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Possibly, this could be your job. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And so, how is that a golden ticket? You yeah. know, you know, like it's for me, it's a dream come true because I want to tell stories, but yeah. but it's a hard it's a hard job, and it's not you know, 
I think somewhere in the 90s, we all got this idea that being the next Quentin Tarantino was going to be like, there was, it's just a different landscape. Yeah. Um, it's changing and, every day, too. It's very fast, yeah. too. Well, listen, what is a director now? When I, when I go on YouTube and, and I see like videos that are really well produced by just some kid in his room, you go, so what's my job? <laughs> you know, no, yeah. seriously, well it brings back that Why? thing huh you know like one of our favorite documentaries of filmmaking is uh, heart of darkness and it, at the end of that coppola says that and he says that someday some i think verbatim he said some fat girl in like cincinnati is just going to be sitting around with her dad's camera and makes a video and makes an amazing movie you know that's yes. what that's what it is and that's <laughs> okay <laughs> just to sort of tangent off here is like go on YouTube and look at all the lightsaber battles. Yeah. And then you go to JJ Abrams and you go, dude, your lightsaber battles in the new Star Wars better be fucking awesome because <laughs> there's a million of them on YouTube. Yeah. And they're all pretty damn good. Yeah. And they're they're done really, like <laughs> it's just so funny to me. It's like, so hi, I'm a VFX artist and my rate is this. Okay, that's your rate. Well, there's this guy on YouTube who does lightsaber battles <laughs> all by himself, uh, and you know he does them for nothing. And he tracks the stuff, he does all the effects, all the compositing, and you go, okay, shit. Okay, my, my, my rate is now a hundred dollars. You know, like like there's it's just such a an a, a drastically different world now. Yeah, and it's hard. To, it's hard to navigate, and it happens so exponentially quick that we we. We, we sort of don't know, so what is my job now? So my job is, is, as I see it, is to just be grateful that I'm allowed to tell stories, A. B, tell the best story I know how to. And C, hope to God that it connects with people and gets into a theater. That's my job. And I'm going to work as hard as I can to do that. Yeah. And, and, and so I would say to anybody else who wants to make film, it's a kind of a good way to be. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, you know, thanking someone that I get to work um, because obviously someone is going to get a film, hopefully that they enjoy out of it. There's a, a relationship like that with the production uh, that you are doing the best uh, job you can for them. But at the same time, you do have to feel lucky because, hey, listen, things could be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, and it always could be. That's a that's a challenging thing too. Is it always could be worse, you know, all the way until you're dead. You know, you, you could have like somebody could have punched you in the eyeball or <laughs> Yeah, you know like <laughs> That's on like Words a very Words of wisdom from Ash. Somebody could have punched you in the eyeball. <laughs> I'm just talking about very small things when try like all the way to something huge like somebody could give you atomic wedgie. You know, yes, yes. <laughs> where your oh underwear God. is over your head, you're bleeding from somewhere. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that as a filmmaker, I feel pretty blessed. Yeah. Although it's been hard to get here, and sure. really, as, when I say hard, it just means a lot of work. But it wasn't like hard. Like hard is. I think it's emotionally living. taxing, though. Watching it, yeah. it's like it's emotionally yeah, but, taxing. But, but, it's like a lot of up and ups and downs, hurry up and wait kind of stuff. Like taxing on the mental mind and stuff so but at the end of the day i know that i'm i'm i i live in a country where things are a lot easier uh than pretty much everywhere else in the world sure. and i don't really have a lot to worry about and uh like i said i just feel blessed that i'm i'm able to do it That's and good. Uh, i think if more people sort of felt that way about everything 
uh, we'd be you know a lot less of a catty Twitter situation. Arte, <laughs> <laughs> can you explain? Can you go back to um, just so hey, I'm trying to get a better picture too? Is you've explained this to me, but maybe it help for other people too. Is so you have anonymous content who are your managers, and then you also have your an agent, an agent right? Can you yeah, describe the difference between that and how does that business work? They basically, from my understanding, I'll just let you explain it because you know you're doing it so. What's your understanding? I'm curious. <laughs> well, my understanding from it is that the way that this works is this exchange is that, okay, we're going to manage you and we're going to get you with the right people because we know connections and you're going to make something great and we're going to take a percentage of that. That's how this business works. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's essentially it is that, yeah. is that they believe in you and they believe in, in you enough to, to put you out there and introduce you to their friends and, and, and colleagues yeah. and say that I trust Anthony enough to, to, to lead a team of people, uh, you know, to a film that's going to make us money. And that, to, to be honest, that's how I, uh, that's why I feel most blessed is, can you imagine someone saying that? Yeah. <laughs> I awesome. trust you to not fuck us over. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's a huge, that's a huge amount of trust. And uh, so, and so, the management essentially trusts you enough to do that. And what they do is they they take you, uh, and they sort of they tell you how they feel about certain decisions and, and routes and types of films you should take. And lucky for me, I have a management team who who sees pretty much eye to eye with me, where where it's like let's start off small and let's make some really great movies. So that when we get to those blockbusters, if we ever decide to do that, that there's a trust and 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 and, and a, the ability to to sort of tell the, the stories we want to when we arrive at that place. Yeah. Are you playing with duct tape? Who is that? Me. Yeah. <laughs> What's that noise? Okay. It's, it's like, <laughs> what are you doing, Anthony? I'm not doing anything. How dare you make that noise? <laughs> that noise. Oh, that that noise. Oh, dude. You know what that is? That's actually. Uh, <laughs> The, it's so windy here today that uh, I have a painting on the wall. Here, I'll see if I can dislodge it. Is it like blowing the painting around? It's it's pressing on the window. It's crazy. Here, is go. it snowing up there right now? No, but it's very windy today. So, so windy and so cold. And you live in a skyscraper, <laughs> yeah. I live in a skyscraper. <laughs> yeah, I often will send Anthony pictures of sunny San Diego when it's really cold up there. <laughs> yep. just to fuck with you yeah i'm all dude yep. tank top time oh yeah and i'm like oh time to get my parka out. it's four million degrees below i gotta get my hoth clothing on get ready for this storm so okay it'll be a little bit it'll be a little bit better now sorry about the duct tape noise no, no worries i just i'm trying to make sure that people can focus on what you're saying so i think oh. that's that's i think that's a great way of looking at it and also by being humbled it's allowing you to be grounded in reality which is i hope is helping and i'm sure you're, you're like your managers and everybody it's like it's a there's a lot going on for you creatively creatively and everything else with your career so we're moving on from the manifold the success <laughs> of it and we've gotten you you're here now with you have managers and they're getting you connected so when you had this transformation from going from Manifold to this next stage, which is like entering into the Hollywood system, I guess that's what we can refer to it as, right? Because yep. it's in Hollywood and L.A. and everything. And so we have a big kind of gap. We've already talked a bit about Off. We There's a big, there's a lot of stuff that happened. There's also Darknet. I don't know if you want to talk about Darknet. 
Well, again, Vincenzo Natale, uh, another Canadian filmmaker, was nice enough to sort of say to me, hey, listen, Anthony, uh, uh, so I, I had been directing commercials. Uh, I mean, my biggest commercial last year <laughs> was... Uh, I love that uh, thing. <laughs> it so, was on so Jimmy Kimmel, right? It was on Jimmy Kimmel. So something a lot of people don't know I directed was that commercial... Uh, that was for the Canadian Center for Inclusion and Diversity. Uh, I believe that's what they're called. And it was something we did for free because we felt like it needed to be done, um, was the uh, Gay Luge. I don't know if anyone saw that thing, but uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That is to date my, my, my most viewed uh, piece of media. It's your most <laughs> popular piece of film work yep. is a two-day thing that was for free. That's- yeah, and so 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 <laughs> I was doing commercials and stuff, and so Vincenzo came to me and said, "Hey, listen, we got a budget that's really really small, um, and I would like you to do one episode for Darknet." And so it's, it was a great experience for me because I got to hop out of doing commercials uh, for a week. Um, uh, we did like three days of prep, three days of shoot mm. uh, for a crazy low budget, and uh, then. It went off and it was edited by an amazing editor named Aaron. And uh, then I wrote the score for it. Uh, once I got the f- sort of fine, I, I sat with her for a couple days and then I did this. I wrote the score for it because one of the other things on low budget things that oftentimes it's, it's library music. And I think almost every other episode, uh, they had to use library music or a pre made scores. I can't remember the, f- uh, the fellow who worked on it, but uh, I wanted, I think music is so, so desperately important to. Oh, yeah. Um, to film and so I, I wanted to do my own score and so I wrote that score and, and you know that still does really really well on Bandcamp for me because I, I don't know it's one of those things where I banged it out so quick but at the same time uh, it killed you uh, too <laughs> I remember it. yeah 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 no emotionally for some reason when I write music it's, you it, feel it, it. it yes I feel it and it, it emotionally sucks me dry um, even when writing FITC that, that, that one came from something that's if I told you where those notes came from, you'd laugh at me, man. What is it? <laughs> Tell me. Those notes came from. <laughs> so I wrote FITC directly after uh, a friend of mine passed away, hmm. and but the friend of mine was a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. You told me this. <laughs> you and no, Stacy love your squirrels. Dude, one of the things that you I guys do, don't have pets is why you guys. No, I don't have pets, and I don't have. I don't know. You have kids, kids. yeah. One of the things that I do to de-stress is I go out to the park and I and I feed squirrels. And there was this one squirrel, only this one, who sort of became very, very friendly. And for over two years, that's awesome. I'd go out there and every day he'd come up to me and he he was somebody who would just like come sit on almost sit on your lap and he would eat right from this bowl that would I'd put down. He just sit next to me and eat. And and it was one of those things where you just I don't know. And he be, he sort of became my pet. <laughs> and, and he got run over by a car and, and right before and so did you see you know, him get run over by a car he, he got run over by a car right after i left him uh like so i, I had just given him some food and then uh a lady said hey that squirrel that you were just feeding he got run over by a car oh <laughs> i was like screw you lady <laughs> <laughs> and so i ran i ran over and i found him and and i was with stacy and so he was yeah he was he was done. So we buried him Sucks. out by the tree where he was always hanging out, and it's totally weird. And but it's one of those things where I have to admit that that's that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to the squirrel passing away, you buried a, buried a wild FX. squirrel. 
Um, Aw, this poor little dude. Ah, that's you know that's the thing. I think that having respect for nature is is another great thing that humans. Uh, a lot of people feel it in, innately, but they don't really act on it. But a lot of people, when you look at an animal, you just know. And I think that if you give in to that, and and you allow yourself to sort of, I don't know, let your guard down, animals can tell. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, if you've ever had an experience with an animal, either your pet or even a wild animal, at least for me, it's been a really interesting experience. It's like a very um, primal thing, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. and it, it kind of, for me, I'm not a spiritual person, but that's probably the closest it gets for me is that when I'm when I'm hanging out in nature, it's, it's, it's one of the few times I feel very, uh, I guess, at peace. <laughs> that's why we picked the off thing to be in the woods too, I think too. We both connect yeah. with that. Same it's so feeling. much fun to be out there. It's yeah. it, 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 it's exhilarating yes. to be out in 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 the wilderness. It's amazing. Um, in it's a way best. that yeah, it's the best. I mean, you you do the same thing. You go you go on these crazy hikes, and I'm like, I want to go. <laughs> yeah, that's that stuff is exhilarating. I, like one of my one of my life dreams is to. There's this one thing, we, and we got to do it one day. Is you can take a helicopter out to the Grand Canyon. They drop you off, and with one, I think it's one guide. And you're, it's like horseback for like a week. That's just so cool. Let's do I it. Know. Let's do I it. know. There you go. We I've never been there, that, but so we have to do that. I even live in the weird. States, so I haven't even been there. Yeah. I think my friend Adam, um, my buddy who helped me make my website, he did that thing with his brother, I think. I'm pretty sure he said something about that, which is awesome. Yeah. So yeah, cool. Nature, man. <laughs> Such a cool adventure. I'd like to bring you to Kauai or Hawaii too, because it's just uh, for me. Like I always, I always harp on it, but like there's just the beauty there is just like I told you, the heights are so heavy. I got vertigo and stuff. I've never had that happen to me before. It's just amazing. Yeah, it's just like a whole nother level of like beauty and power. It's just crazy. But I nature can do that. Yes, and it's really important that people sort of go out and, and connect with nature in that way. And, and I'm not a hippie either. <laughs> no, yeah, you're far from it. Yeah, yeah but, I'm far from it, but I do feel it's very important. Um, yeah. it, obviously, it, it lets you know you're alive. And, and knowing that you're alive humbles you yeah. in, in ways that I think a lot of people are not. It's like, dude, I'm so cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nobody's yeah. cool. We're yeah. all meat. We're all meat, guys. <laughs> That's the quote of this episode. Nobody's yeah, cool. No, We're all me. Nobody's. That, that Scott is Burns. the quote. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's true. And, and once you realize you're meat, everything kind of gets better. <laughs> well, I want to bring the the Darknet thing is on Netflix now, actually, too. Yeah, so if anybody's watch it interested, on Netflix. Which episode uh, is it called? Episode five. That's and it. Uh, I don't think it has a, a name. I don't think but, I have it. Uh, yeah, it's just episodes. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't write it. A fellow named Randall Cole wrote it, uh, and like I said, we had three days prep, three days to shoot, uh, very low budget, but... Uh, what was the total time on that? 25 minutes, 20 minutes? 30 minutes. 30 minutes? 28 minutes. 28 minutes. Uh, that's 10 minutes of coverage a day. That's ridiculous. Oh, it was it was rough. Uh, you, we shot that on my... We shot that on my 7D. There you go, baby. Uh, the crew <laughs> was like... The, we had a very tiny crew, and... Uh, Carlin, who played the lead, she was just amazing. I mean, yeah. I would. I would <laughs> she 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 said, "Oh, you're such a good director." I was like, "Really?" Because uh, I would have been angry at me because it'd be like, "Okay, you're doing this, you're doing this now. Okay, next room." 
<laughs> we had so little time. There was, uh, you know, a real testament to her acting ability. That uh, how'd she, she react to the off. final piece? What'd she think? Uh, you know, I, I I don't think I talked to her. I think she liked it. I, yeah. You don't, do, you <laughs> I mean, not, do you not make connection I, with people after the thing? Are you no, on no, to the next I, thing? I, no, I'm still talking with Carlin. I, I would love to put her in more stuff. Uh, so, and I definitely will. She looks um, really similar to the chick in um, freaking Utopia. Yeah, and it's weird because it, we I think we were watching it together while that happened. I said, oh my God, this girl looks so much like the girl in Utopia. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and her 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 facial, just her, exp- her expressions and her eyes and all that kind of stuff, they all very similar. I was like, what? Did you get the same person? <laughs> it's awesome, though. She has, she, oh, it's great. She, no, she has a perfect... She, when I when I read all the act, actors for that part, uh, she just stood out, like, wildly. Like, it was like, it's her. Yeah. It's absolutely, and I think originally some of the producers were like, ah, are people going to see it coming a mile away, uh, you know, that because that, there is a twist in the episode. And I said, they're going to see it coming a mile away regardless. Because it says it's called Darknet. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's called Darknet. It's a horror show. And we're focusing on one person being menaced. Yeah. I think you, you might see the twist. And, and, and to yeah. say that they wouldn't is yeah. kind of... So I sort of took a different approach, which was, let's be sympathetic with this person. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to uh, work off the twist. Well, you're, it would make sense because you, some of your favorite films are like um, are like that, which is like Manhunter and stuff, right? Like the different taking a different observational um, perspective on. Well, well, because I don't believe in bad guys. Yeah, well, yeah, because <laughs> it's all like um, opinion based, I suppose, right? Or well, well, obviously, no, it's not opinion based in the fact you know Hitler is a bad guy, but I don't believe in bad guys in the sense that they think they're bad. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. so if a bad guy knows he's bad, he. I don't believe that people know, like they tell themselves little lies and, 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 and this is, you know, this is just human nature is you don't know you're doing bad things. Most people do things they think are the right thing to do. And if they are doing bad things, they feel bad about them. And I think that's kind of an important thing to show as well. Yeah. Um, And that's what I do love about movies like Manhunter and Heat and Blade Runner. They're, they're films that don't have, you know, overt villains. They're, they're, they're nuanced and, and you, you sympathize with the villain as much as you do with the hero. And I think uh, seeing a murderer as just, you know, a piece of meat to be shot is, is where you get into problems. You He's a piece of meat. Like, ghost, like Star Wars, you know, Darth Vader and stuff, you find his Absolutely. His and, yeah. You find out that, that he wasn't always a bad guy and that there is a human trapped in there. And I think that all villains do have a human trapped inside. And once you write them that way that's when people respond to them yeah and well because it's like an inner reflection of themselves you know we all know that we're we're, we're capable of bad things it's yeah. just decisions that we make yeah keep us from going that down those roads <laughs> or we don't make you know i think yeah. that's one of the things we talk a lot about um the responsibility of making films is is those kind of things film i think and we i know you think the same is that film as a medium is is a designed tool to really engage these kind of concepts to really dive into them it's a wonderful platform to explain these things that are very hard to capture in any other medium film just does a really great job if you know what you're doing i suppose you know you can make people feel emotions that they 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 forgot about yeah um you know i mean a prime example is i I don't think i've ever told you this is there's a friend of stacy's who when he watched off he got teary um, and he couldn't explain why he got teary. <laughs> and I said, that's great. That's great. 
and and we we actually saw that one together as well. Someone who was actually doing the transfer. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, she uh, did. She, she cry? She, yeah, she she cried, and you can't really explain why because it wasn't our intention. No, it just it was it was an outcome that we saw a couple of times happen to people. Yeah, and that's that's kind of great. <laughs> it is, yeah. And, no, how, and Hector really <clears throat> loved it too. Yeah, that was really interesting. Yeah, I think there was a tear in his eye when he turned yeah, around. He cried, he cried too, yeah. He, but he, I think he was just more worried. Um, yeah, I think so too. I would be too. He put so much trust into us, you know, and like trusted us. Hector is is um, the, the creator and operator, I think, of Off, right? He's like, yes. he's like the, he runs he's, he's it and everything. He's an awesome, dude. awesome he's, dude. He's so rad, so cool. And just, um, yeah, big thanks to him for trusting me and Anthony for doing this thing, you know. So, But that <laughs> is an interesting you. exchange. You. Uh, that was one. Th- that was another really deep thing that I personally learned is like you can just be so manipulative. And I learned that through the transition of creating something, you create a memory in somebody else. You've owned a real estate within their conscious brain, their memory. That is yes. so powerful. And if you can really harness that and understand what that is and – build from there for me it's just very very powerful you know very powerful stuff it's i think that's that's the secret reason why we all wanted to be spielberg as kids Mm. is is to to plant the same feeling within others that he planted within us i mean that that was me as a kid it was like i want to make other people feel like he did to me when i watched jaws (laughs) that's really what i watched jaws and the power of that film excited me beyond belief. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm scared to death." Yeah, it was it was Jurassic Park movie. for me. Yeah, it was Jurassic Park for me growing but, up. I just it, it blew my brain away because I was I wasn't obviously I was into dinosaurs, but it, yeah, that feeling you're just like, "What the? This is so next level." And that's that movie still even like uh, went and rewatched. Took my daughter to go see Indiana Jones, and even that film. The thing I love about Spielberg, and we've talked about too, is he will sacrifice consistency in certain things just to get you on that ride to fly you through it. And and it's really, um, it's a testament to how great of a filmmaker he is. He's just, his intention is to make that ride the best. Well, and, and, and and that's, that's another, you know, interesting talk is, uh, yeah, we talked about continuity, how, uh, I remember we were, you, I can't remember, why were we talking about continuity? We talked about it a lot. That was a big um, conversation for us with our <clears> film even, and for a lot of films too. And I kept saying, don't worry about continuity. Don't yeah. worry about continuity. And I think I, I, I used Spielberg as an example of yeah. continuity doesn't mean shit to me. <laughs> because people who are sitting there going, hey, wait, the coffee was in his left hand and now it's in his right hand. Yeah. That's not what you're there. That's not why you're there. Yeah, because that that stuff. Well, that means the film isn't the doing time. its job engaging you. There was actually a good yeah. a good fact that was even brought up too in that book. That creativity is he was saying that in Up, for example, um, forget the main character, the old guy. He had his hero that he found. He went out and found that guy. You know, Sto- spoiler yeah. alert for Up if you haven't seen it. So just don't listen to this. <laughs> but he alert he finds Up. that guy, but that guy should have been like 150 years old when he finds him. You know, logically, right? Because when he yes. was, when that main character was just a little kid, he was a pretty old guy. By the time he meets him, he's already like pushing eighty, you know, or past yes. that. So, it like, but the thing is, is that you're so engaged, you don't give a shit about that. You're focusing on what you should be focusing on, which is masterful, masterfully done, so subtly putting you through that story, making you find what you're supposed to be engaged with. It's just, 
Yeah, Pixar, they're on another level, well, man. Well, yeah, you know, you, if you have a company and you're employing people, what you do is you sit them down and you watch the first 15 minutes of Up. Anybody who doesn't cry, you tell them to leave and get the fuck out of your building. <laughs> That's how you choose whether or not you can work with somebody. <laughs> it's so good. It's just that's just masterful. That's that's another thing. It's just the power of cinema. It's just so pure, pure storytelling. You have cartoons. You have computer generated images pushing you. It just goes to show that it's not about necessarily that thing. It's about the core. At least for me, it is. It's about the core of what you're expressing. Yeah, man. We, yeah. Uh, I think we're treading over things we did in the first episode, which is the idea that, for me, that when you go see a film, you're you're having a dialogue with the people who made it. Sure. And yeah. it's whether or not, and when, and this is why I say that you know, like film is subjective, and and, and there's no, it, it's weird. It's I tend to think that I know when I don't like a film within the first ten minutes, and it's because you. I immediately connect with the people making the film. And if I don't like them, I don't like the film. And, and maybe sometimes that's not even the case because I love Boondock Saints. And maybe I wouldn't like Troy Duffy as a person, yeah, but I love it. And maybe I would. Maybe I think he's awesome. Maybe maybe that attitude is well-founded. I don't know. Um, but the, the point is, is that uh, that dialogue that you have with the people who create that piece of art is is what you're responding to, and I think that's where criticism, film criticism, and people going crazy on the internet. Oh, yeah, that movie what's sucks. your thoughts oh, that on that sucks. stuff? <laughs> well, that's that's the thing is that people going crazy, angry at critics, or people getting crazy, angry at people for not liking things. Dude, it just means that, like I said, that that dialogue that they're having with the film, they're either having that or they're not, or they're looking at different things than you are. Yeah. I'm personally having a dialogue with the filmmaker. And when I have that dialogue, sometimes I go, this filmmaker's a jerk. I don't like him. And he makes me feel gross. <laughs> so I, I leave. I leave the movie. Or actually, that's not true. I never leave movies. I've only left, I'm trying to think. I've only left one movie, and I won't say what it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and that's really, that's what I'm doing when I'm going to movies. I'm, I'm going to have a, a nice conversation with the people who made it. And, like I said, with Tron today, it was I just went and ha had a great conversation with, you know, hundreds of people who really enjoyed what they were doing. And what about whether the experience not, too? Do you ever have a film where you don't have that conversation with the filmmakers? You're just, um, you're just in that story. You're just following along with that passage. Uh, very, very, you know, too much uh, now, right? Well, Maybe I do know too much, but every once in a while I do have that. I do get to experience something, and usually it's the first time. Mm. That's why I'm very particular about how I experience a film the first time. I like to go to the film, the movies because it, it drowns out the internet, it drowns out yeah. uh, background noise, it drowns out you know. You don't watch it on snacks. your iPhone? <laughs> no, I don't. Um, <laughs> sometimes I do watch things on my iPhone, and I, I want to smack myself in the face. Sure. Um, because it's, it's such a waste. It's a bad. Um, it's a bad way yeah. to do it. I think. No, because Unless you're you, in your bed at night with it on your face. <laughs> then simulating a theater. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but <laughs> you put some popcorn butter on your fingers and underneath your nose. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> that's what I do. No, kinky. I, I, just, I just I just smell my finger that's got popcorn butter. 
<laughs> no, you're just saying <laughs> simulating uh, the uh, using yeah. your iPhone to simulate a theater experience in your bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally, man, totally. Uh, but but yeah, I I think the, when I go to the movies, obviously, and that's why I'm I try to stress this to people is even if you think it's the same when you watch it at home, it's not. No, um, it's far from it. So if if you really want to enjoy a movie go see it at the theater because it is a different experience. I know it's a ripoff. I know the snacks are overpriced. It is a ripoff. But you, if you want to respect that, it, it, do you look at paintings, uh, you know, on, I don't know. <laughs> I'm lost here. Do you look at paintings on... Like nobody looks at paintings in physical. I know. That's, I know. That's like, nobody looks at paintings Do you read books. comic books on the internet? <laughs> it's like, yeah, people, people do. do. I know, people do. Yeah. But... I guess the best way to describe it is is that the artist intended for you to see it in the theater. Yeah. I know that's really lame to say, but you Pure will intention. enjoy it more. You will enjoy a movie you might not like. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, that that's, happens. You know? Yeah, I remember um, many times personally watching a film in the theater, going like, "Wow, that was fucking awesome." And that's because the cinema, it, it was just, it captured me so well. The music was just hitting so hard. Especially, like, um, if you really go see a film in its purest sense, like an IMAX, and you really get that full experience of the sound, and it's just so professional, and it feels so right, and everything is just hitting you exactly as they expected it to. And it's just, it that's when the magic takes hold, and you don't really care about, you know, yeah, that's for me. No. And that's why old men like us get angry at you young'uns texting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a text beast, though. Yeah, it's just a whole different way of consuming media, you know. So this leads me to we have the managers and you have the agents and everything, and and you're fishing out these things. They're fishing things to you to see, like, hey, what do you think of this? Read this script, and and then you pass back. Go, I, I like this, or can we work on this one, or um, let's see if we can develop this. And so right now. Um, I don't know if you can talk about them, but maybe briefly, because you have three things going on amongst other things, but you have three films in the works, right? Yes. And I, whatever detail you can describe <laughs> them. Whatever. De- well, yeah. well, um, like I said, I have, I have one that we're probably going to shoot in the next couple months. Uh, everything's looking really, really good. That's awesome. the other thing is that you never know that a movie's going to go until it goes. This is yes. my experience. Maybe this is different when you, when you're, you know, somebody else. But for me, my experience is that the way they're funded and the way the process happens now is that you really don't know you're you're off to the races until you're really on set. Um, so people could say that you're going to go. And so, so at this point we have actors, we have a script, we have, uh, you know, funding. And so everything looks really, really great. And that one is a horror film that's written by Nathan Parker who wrote moon. Um, so you can see why I feel blessed to have. Yes. It's so good. Um, It's one of my favorite projects that you're a part of. It's just so damn good. I love it. Awesome, and and the idea is is that it, it's it's sort of a throwback to Spielberg era Amblin stuff, uh, yeah, yeah, Amblin stuff, but not in a way where we're just copying what they did. No, it's it's the essence of what Amblin is, which is let's tell a science fiction or horror story um, to uh, younger people. You know, yep. tell the story and and really scare them. That's 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 what I was saying. Is horrifying imagery and things. I mean, you watch the original Poltergeist or you watch Goonies. There's stuff in there that 
that's that's disturbing and would probably be pulled. And lucky uh, lucky enough for for us, we're you know, we're doing this movie independently, so we can we can push some boundaries. And and also, it's about the heart and where you're coming from. And I really have a lot of respect for the characters, and therefore, I'm going to spend some time with them before bad things happen. And so, you know, uh, I care I care about story, and I care about the written word. Yeah, <laughs> let's keep away that's, from that one. <laughs> that's a good jab for me. Yeah. Um, because so, so some people one, and, don't somehow, and I don't yeah, understand some, that. Yeah, no, some people don't care about the written word, and it is literally the most boring thing they can think of. Yeah, um, who would say that? It's such a baffling. I don't, I don't. I don't know who would say that. Who would publicly um, go out and make an interview and say such a thing with I a really, black button-up shirt, blatantly? I, just, <laughs> no, how I dare really, you? I, no, Sir. I don't know anybody who can be wanting to tell stories who doesn't care about stories. That, yeah. that, that does baffle me. Um, or has the ego to think that their stories magically popped into their heads without any sort of reference point to, uh, you know, the stories that came before them. Man, Anyways, that ego. Yeah, let's yeah, stop. No, massive let's stop. ego. Uh, <laughs> but no, our house, I'm just going to, I'm just. So gonna... our house is one that we're going uh, forward with this year. And then there's another one uh, that's being produced by Plan B that we talked about earlier uh, called Alpha that's being written by Daniel H. Wilson, who wrote Robopocalypse. We also had him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. A brilliant, brilliant so young Daniel, man. Daniel, yeah. And uh, so he's, he's writing that right now. Um, and that's a really, really exciting one because uh, it's a studio picture. And you know the dream of every every young filmmaker is to make a studio picture, and that's one that one's with Lionsgate. So because um, the budget um, and just the your scale of tools and stuff, and who you have access to and stuff like that, actors and everything. That and just you know even just nerdily, you just want to you want to <laughs> go to the movies and have that logo before your movie sure. because it it's the sign that again it's about Stand. trust. It means that someone said, "Hey, Anthony, you know." You're, you're you're good enough to make a movie for us and uh, as lame as that sounds because oh you need someone to tell you you're good enough no listen that's a human uh feeling yeah. is that that it's 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 an achievement and i think that's why everyone goes i don't need awards i don't need awards. hey listen we don't need awards but the reason they're there is to let you know that that others think that your work is good and and while that seems like you know uh some punk rocker from the 80s would say that's lame uh <laughs> i'll say <laughs> uh, lame <laughs> yeah no 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 there's so there's to be, yeah there's something to be said for and this is the problem with twitter <laughs> or, yeah. or always come back to twitter is is that um unfortunately that's somewhat what it's become for a lot of of artists the place they go to get affirmation yeah that they're doing good work um and for me I I can see myself potentially going down that road, so I'm just cutting it off at the at the. I'm cutting it off before it happens. Hey, you're smart. <laughs> I think you're smart for doing that. I might follow yeah. in suit with you. Unfortunately, <laughs> well, you know, like I said, I think I, the only I, thing I, that keeps I, me there is the, is the affirmation. It's not, it's not a bad thing because you know having people who enjoy your work. It's great to hear from them. Sure, uh, but I think the best way to keep your work on par is to continue to do it for yourself and make it make it something that you enjoy and then hopefully that work will connect with people because um, you have control over that right yeah <laughs> and so why yeah. do anything else i guess huh well the worst the, i think the worst thing that could kind of get in your head is 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 
well, for me personally, I don't, you know, once again, there are no rules. This <laughs> That's, yeah. There are no rules and there is no path. There's only the path that I know. And for me personally, I think that I make the worst decisions when I worry about what other people will think of the work. Yeah. And I think, I think maybe a lot of people make bad decisions when that happens. They just, for me, I recognize it. I recognize that I make bad decisions and that if I go with my instincts, it's, it's far often better. Or if I go with one of my teammates' instincts and we sort of work together that way, but with the people you've chosen. The minute someone just randomly on Twitter says, that thing that you did there is lame. And if you listen to that, you're crazy. And, <laughs> and, and no, but here's the thing is that corporations are listening to that now. Yeah. And so these, these people who, who, who are just there going, yeah, that thing's dumb, are now making decisions for everybody. Super weird. Yeah, it's yes, fucking it's, weird. It's totally weird. Yeah. Um, One of my and, favorite bits in the... Uh, I keep bringing up Pixar, sorry, because there's so many relatable things. I think it's, just, it's, in my, it's in my head, but that Ratatouille scene at the end where Igor's, Igor's or whatever is having to write his, like, his evaluation of Ratatouille, the restaurant, and he was saying, like, it's so easy to critique. You risk nothing, and you reward everything, and you just, like... You're a leech off of other people's success and stuff, but it's just really gross, you know. Like for me, it is as a creative. I think it's just like uh, seeing these people become celebrities off of just like these uh, in America. There's so many of these shows. They're probably like that everywhere, but there's so many of these shows. I call them like judgment uh, trophies shows, where they're like <laughs> they're like there's this person that I feel is is inadequate to judge other people, and they have. Center, center stage to go like hey you know you danced pretty good but you didn't do such a, and they're like this person that obviously can't do that themselves but what what drives me nuts and blows me away is that people are entertained and edgy and like just really into it and it's like wow like do you guys care more about what somebody that shouldn't be allowed to say anything about it is saying or i don't know what do you feel and, about that well well and even if they were allowed let, let's say stanley kubrick sitting there and he's a judge for uh, can you make films? Okay. And, and <laughs> some dumb show. We're imagining a show where Kubrick's there on the on the on the judge uh, panel, and he, really he comes up. He goes, "That's the worst thing I've ever seen." Mm. If people are watching that and they go, "Yeah, that's the worst thing." Thanks, Kubrick. I, I don't know. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> what <laughs> like, does that mean? Like, because at the same time, there might be someone who sees that film that someone made and go, "That's the best film." Yeah. Like that's the that's the craziest thing and what I was saying about like why there's no rules and why there's like like it none of it matters. <laughs> We're just meat uh and we we like what we like and there's no right and there's no wrong there's no good there's no bad. It's just you you just have your shit and you like it and or you don't. Um the I, one I, thing I, I will say is I have Go ahead, sorry. I, I was going to say the one thing is that the, I know what I like and I say it sometimes and it's funny that sometimes I'll say what I like on Twitter and lose tons of followers. <laughs> and that's how sad is that too? Yeah. It's like what they can't take an opinion. Like that's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, I found I through like you too is it's I'm good to reserve, it's good to reserve <laughs> um, certain opinions for people that are close to you or, you know, like it's you, if you have something bad to say, like maybe think yep. about it. Or if you have to get it out of your system quickly. I didn't quickly. admit that. If you don't have something good to say, don't say it at all. Yeah, uh, that's the Disney uh, thumper thing, which is a very, very true kind of thing at the same time. It's like, but it counters the idea that 
you know, maybe you should have your own opinion. It's This is a very complicated conversation because yeah. we're saying two things of the same side, but we're kind of countering with them. So it's almost like per situation, which is, goes back to what you're saying, there, there is no rules, right? Well, and, yeah, there's no rules. It's just what works for you. But sure. I would say that, that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. That's fine. But you can't say to someone, you didn't say something nice. Take it back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, like, like I don't know. Or, or you didn't say something nice. I don't like it. It's not allowed. Yeah, it's true. It's I like, feel like people should be allowed to say whatever they want. But I think yeah, that if totally. you can back it up by... Like, so if you go like, oh, that wasn't a very good dance move, and then like, well, by constructively being like, well, I've, I'm a better dancer, and here's how you do it, you know, like, maybe that's <laughs> and, okay, I don't know. But even then, even then, you know, like, what are you doing then? Then, then you're just going to make me feel like out, a yeah. piece of shit. It'd be that's like, that, we go back to the Stanley Kubrick film show, where he goes, okay, that movie sucked, now let me show you a scene from 2001 <laughs> it's, it's like it's oh you jerk yeah um, so we're um, like in a paradox then is this all like yeah. it's all yeah but here's here's the real question is is why is there a show like that that yeah. would, that's what i'm saying is that if there was a show where it was like this kubrick tells you what's good and what's bad compared to him or or he just judges shit that's 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 the show the the thing that disturbs me more than whether it's right or wrong and why like i said i, I want to pull the plug on my twitter is why are people tuning in <laughs> that's yeah. what i don't get it that's what i don't understand because i don't tune into that stuff and i don't understand why people would tune into that because i i just don't get it I, like i said i feel like an alien sometimes i don't i don't get why now you tell me ash why would people tune into that <laughs> um I feel personally um, why, because I'll look at my own self, like wanting to watch somebody else's life or something. I think that there's a desire to connect, you know. I feel that um, we're always constantly wanting to connect with somebody. Not all, all of us have the ability to have that. And so I think by using this technology, you feel some kind of semblance with somebody when, when, when it's very surface level. But I think that there's, there's enough there to, to bite onto, if that makes sense. So you feel like you're somewhat associated with them in a certain way, if that makes sense. You're allowed to be in within their lives. Very surface level, obviously, but I think that's what it is, personally, psychologically, you know. And I look at it for myself, like, um, like for example, Ashley Wood. I follow him on Instagram, and it's really cool to see whatever he's painting and stuff, and it's just rad to see it. And that's as far as it goes though and for me it's like wow it's cool ash is doing another painting it's, it's inspiring to me because i'm not doing that right now and i should be doing that you know so personally no, that's that that is a very cool thing and that that's actually why i first sort of signed up to twitter was just to, to to sort of see the insights of people that i i really admired and that's actually where where it started for me i was i was kind of blown away that i would be able to sit there and all of a sudden it would go boom this is what David Lynch is thinking right now. And you go, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. That's amazing. That, that, that to me is amazing. And I think maybe, you know, somewhere along the line, it just, now when I go on there, something pops up and instead of it being inspiring, I, I see a percentage change of it, just like someone going, ah, I hate that shit <laughs> or, or, or that piece of shit said this. And you go, oh man. So it all, it, it just became this, this, like I said, the cafeteria, the fighting ground. I wonder it, if there's a way to like not have any followers and just follow like a couple of rock stars or something. I was considering, maybe we'd talk about with you, it's like considering making 
uh, an alias, you know, then you could like, but that's also really weird to me, but almost in the sense where Mobius was Yanjiro and things like that, you know, a working alias. Somewhere, you know, it's funny for years when I first started working on stuff, pilot this is another thing. So. I have pilot priest, but, but that's my Twitter. Uh, and your for, music for, for years, I used to work on, like in the in the beginning on infomercials and stuff, and I had an alias, and even the person I worked for didn't know that I, it was an alias. Because <laughs> I didn't want anyone to know that I was doing such such bad work. Sure. Um, um, and it was because I knew that down the line, you know, this could come back and you know destroy my <laughs> reputation. <laughs> I guess it's kind uh, so of a smart things- move. I guess you know. That's a risk. That's a risk. I guess, and that's that's the modern kind of condition. That's kind of scary and interesting. Is that now you are, you are a brand. Your person is a brand, Mm -hmm. and that brand sticks with you. And whatever you do is there for life. That's scary because part of what's fun about life is reinventing yourself. Yeah. And how do you do that now? How do you do that so that people will actually believe it? Because that's, for me, reinventing yourself and learning and getting better is, is the exciting part and going, okay, well, I started off as this kind of a dick and, <laughs> and now I'm a little bit better there. So, so, so hopefully I'll, I'll continue to get, you know, more insightful in this area and, you know, maybe I'll get, you know, better at this. And I don't know. That's the part that I, I like about getting older is that I, I, my brain changes and yes. it gets rewired to be what I would say a better person. Evolved. Yes. Yeah. I, I was, I was a jerk when I was in my oh, teens. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I, I was so angry about, you know, not being, not doing what I loved because you had to work a really terrible job all day to pay for everything yeah. that, that I, I, I just felt angry. And so I was a jerk about people who were doing well at that period of their life because I was not. How do you get past that? Cause that's a very difficult one. And I've had the same thing, you know, it is difficult. I don't even know how you get past it because it, to you some degree, your change. Yeah. It's like, you just have to go fuck it. You know, well, instead of being pissed off about that guy doing well, I'm going to go and work as hard as I can so that I will do well because you can't energy, right? Yeah. And, and honestly, I, I, I now, when I see a a filmmaker who's doing really cool stuff, I get excited instead of angry. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I recently saw a short, uh, called the brain hack. I mean, everyone's seen that short now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I actually, I reached out to Joe white uh, the director on Vimeo and told him that I loved his film because it was, it was exciting to me that there was going to be another filmmaker out there doing really cool stuff. And it, it's different from what I want to do. And, and it's, it's a different style, but it was so exciting to see a filmmaker like that and, and go, Oh my God, this guy is going to make cool shit. And I can't wait to see what he makes and puts on screen. Mm-hmm. So that I think- wasn't, that wasn't 16 year old me. 16 yeah. year old me would have been like, what if I- fuck you, you piece of shit. <laughs> You and your awesome short film. I'll sure. fucking kill you. The competitive um, side, yeah. Yes, and I think... The it's mo- defeating, think too, though. Totally, totally. It just it burns at your soul and makes you a piece of shit. We and have a little that- bit of that still, a little bit, I think, too. And that might be that comes from our... Um, I'm just guessing, but from our childhood or something. Like, the... Um, I was talking about this with Danny, you know, actually, because we... It's like... Um, I don't know. He'd probably be like, don't talk about this. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'll just relate to myself, but it's like more or less like working so hard because you don't know 
when the next meal is going to come, if that makes sense. And at the same time, by um, hating on somebody, not necessarily hating, but just feeling the disconnection and being very passionate about that is almost, for me, um, it's challenging, I think, to deal with, if that makes any sense. I'm well, rambling here. but I'm, yeah. I'll, make, I'll make you feel better, but because this is something that took me a lot of time to realize, is that there's more than one piece of the pie. Yes, yes, I think so. No, I've, I've, I've come to realize yeah, that. That's totally, a, totally. Yeah. But, you, but see, in school and in life, they teach you that there's only one piece of the pie. Yeah. And it scares the shit out of you. And I think that's why, as youngins, you're like, what the? You get angry because they, everyone says, hey, if you don't do this, you're going to fail. You're going to be a piece of shit. You don't yeah. do this, you're going you're gonna to be poor, and you're not going to have anything. And, and so... <laughs> They, they scare you into thinking there's one piece of the pie, but there's there's many pies and many pieces, and you will find those things if you keep working on the things that you love, or you won't. Yeah. <laughs> but but you can't you can't you can't go with if if you're just going through life mowing down other people. Um, yeah, man, it won't make you feel good. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't. I, yeah, I don't think so either. I think that. Because it it is all energy, from my opinion, it's all energy. So it's just a matter of what you choose. And I've I've learned to embrace all of this stuff. Embrace and when when a friend of mine gets successful, I just get so happy. Like it makes me so like internally happy, you know. And that is different from the old me too, you know. Like the child me, basically, you know. Because yeah. like you know that piece of the pie, damn, I don't have now. I don't have a piece of pie, you know. Like, <laughs> but there is so much to share, and we all can. In you know, I don't know. I think that's it's all energy, you know, and seeing it and just allowing it to be. But I think that's a really good, good, good advice. Is there a moment and do you you can remember in your career um, that there was something that really significantly changed the way, like there's a significant something to you in your career that created some kind of epiphany or growth or something. Is there something that comes to mind for that? Uh. <laughs> Could either be a moment where you realize that you really wanted to make a certain type of film or there was like well, uh, an emotional connection you had to something and it, it, it changed you. I couldn't put my finger on it. I couldn't really put my finger on it. I, I, it's, I think it's it, for me. It's it's the culmination of so many things sure. that there isn't just one thing where I went. You know what? That's the day where I, I stopped being a dick. <laughs> uh, but I think I don't know. One of the greatest days, and why everyone should work hard, <laughs> is is one of the greatest days for me was when I got invited to. Uh, Amblin, <laughs> uh, and and for me it was just I I almost wept, so yeah. <laughs> because you know, a I had made I had made a short film that I you know, yeah. Tell me about that. It's the manifold thing with the Amblin thing. That's I think it's a pretty significant thing as well. Well, and I know that once you get to Hollywood, you realize it's not much. That yeah, you got invited for an interview, but you know when you grow up as a poor kid and you don't, and you have everyone saying, "Oh, you'll never make that because that shit is out of your reach." <laughs> um, when you Overcoming do, those odds, find, huh? yeah, and when you do make a short film and uh, and and or whatever, and someone says, "Hey, come down to Amblin. You're going to come on the Universal lot, and you're going to go past that first gate, and then you're going to go to a second gate. They're going to know your name." And they're going to let you into a secondary area, and that's Amblin, and that's where Spielberg's office is, and this is where you know all these 
magical decisions have been made from your childhood and you made something that was good enough to get you through those doors. I think for me, that was the moment where, I don't know, I just, I could have died. <laughs> I could die happy. And, and so that was the moment where I think my attitude changed in that um, I no longer, that was the moment I think where I realized that I didn't have to fight over pie anymore because I didn't care about the pie anymore. <laughs> that it, it was like, I just, I just wanted to continue doing what I was doing and, and, and hopefully that would, you know, mean that I could survive and, and have a house and, and be okay. But really I, right there, I was done. I was like, I, I did what I set out to do and I don't even have to make a movie now and I'd be happy, yeah. which is weird. Um, because it just, it was, it was a point that needed proving to myself and I did it. And that was, uh, accomplished it yeah you set out to do it and you made it happen because you really do i mean i was told when i was younger to not get into making movies um because i grew up in alberta and there isn't really a movie making scene there and and my parents i think were very worried um they told me to get into trades be a welder or something and and because my dad was on the set uh when i was a kid and uh, he saw that it was kind of a rough life, and you're not really sleeping a lot. And <clears throat> it's very inconsistent. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, I think for him it was just pipe dream. He saw me. He saw me going down a road, and I think you know, thinking you know, well, I don't want him to get hurt or whatever, and by not achieving his goals, which kind of pissed me off. <laughs> to be sure. honest, I was like, wait, you don't think I have it in me? But uh, uh, to go down that road, and I think so. For anybody who sort of wants to, I don't know, get into making movies, that's that's comes back to what is what is the director's job now in in this in this era? Is anyone who wants to make movies makes movies? Yeah. And so, to the fact that so many people are doing it, and I still got invited, and 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 I went up there and I met uh, a really nice executive at DreamWorks. Um, uh, I don't know. It uh, the fact that there's so many people in, in, on this planet doing it, and I still got to do that. It, that was a that was a moment for me, a dream come true, and uh, that changed. Like I said, there there was no pie anymore. It was just, and I think I, I actually came home from that trip, and I went and I I went and I apologized to some people who I'd been kind of a dick to in my life, mm. um, just because I was I was very kind of driven by the idea that I, I had to get the pie. <laughs> I keep sure. saying pie. I, I, I had to succeed. And so that blinded me to, to, to being a decent person sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's challenging, you know, like when you have your eye on what that prize is, whatever we use the idea of what a pie is, I guess, you know, <laughs> but I think oh, it's man. a very, uh, it's equate, it's equatable. It makes sense, you know, like it makes sense because it's especially, um, for me, at least being in America, it's very much dog eat dog. Unfortunately, yeah. well, you system. guys more so. It's like you guys, you're a couple of paychecks away from from potentially being homeless sometimes. Oh yeah, you were always a paycheck away from that. <laughs> At no, the but, same time, the design of that it really um, there's there's a lot of really great things and a lot of horrible things that come in from. I think it's more harmful than good personally, um, especially after traveling a lot more around the world and seeing how other countries do it and really feeling that in little bits you know like japan for example or even when i was in berlin it was this very unique cultural change beautiful 
beautiful places there and the way that people interact with one another, especially Japan is just so eye-opening, such a large group of people, but all just harmoniously working together from my experience. And I was there for a very small window. Who knows what it's like if you're there for longer, but my experience there was just the people are completely different, um, the way they interact with one another. But that's really cool. That's a beautiful thing. And that must have been such an amazing experience. I know that feeling where you just, you've worked so hard and then you've managed to get to that goal. And it does, it makes you emotional to the state where you're like, you know, with the cool thing for me after hearing that is that you got your pie, you realize there was no pie, no need for it, but you wanted to go back and figure out how to continue this flow, you know, like how to... Well, because, well, the drive doesn't go away. You still sure. want to make movies. You st- like, like, obviously, I still want to tell stories and make movies, but now it's changed in that, that like I said, I no longer have that, that, that horrible, you know, comp- <laughs> okay, of course I still have competition in me, but it's not the kind that hurts me. Sure. It's the kind that powers the art, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, so if I see a piece of art and, and I want to, I want to make the best version of that possible. That's what drives me now. Instead of, I don't want that guy to do it. I want to be the guy doing it, you know? Sure. I, you know, so, so, and that just comes from age. You know, when you're younger, like I said, you, you're taught there is just that little bit and you've got to fight through everyone to get that bit. And then you realize there's lots of bits and there's lots of movies and we're, we're going to, it's going to keep going and, and, and you'll evolve and you'll do things. So just concentrate on the, on the work. And open-mindedness, right? Yeah. 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 Keep, keep roll with the punches, man. Life, life to me seems when I, when I watch like documentaries about, uh, fighters, it seems like that's just what you got to do in everything on this planet is just, if someone, if something happens, you just got to go with it. You yeah. can't, you can't, you can't be beholden to the rules and the plans because like I said, there are none or yeah. we're, we're, we're meat. What do you think about the idea of what a victim is and playing a victim? What do you think of that? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Best response ever. Not even a word. It was like a grunt. Okay, we can yeah. move on. <laughs> yeah, we can move on. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I I don't think that I've ever had... I've been lucky enough to never have something really, really horrible come my way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... I mean, other than my mother passing away when yeah, I was a kid. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, <laughs> but... but, but Really, you know, like I, I haven't had anything in the last little while that's really sort of had to, it took me for a loop. So, I, I mean, maybe maybe I don't know what it's like to feel certain things. And so I can't judge. Uh, I mean, sometimes I, I go off the handle and I do judge. But that's just, you know, the the, these, the idiot in me. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah I, think, I think that sometimes people go through things and they, they do, they are victims. But really... Um, just got to get out of it. Just got to keep going or, or not, whatever. <laughs> like I said, there's no rules. D- don't, but just know that if you, if you do stay there, that the chances of you achieving what you you know want are probably not going to happen because I don't think people, you know, victimize themselves into success. <laughs> I don't think that's a route to success or, or, or happiness. I think you'll just stay stay there and, and it's common continue. in America to sue people, but that doesn't go anywhere except more drama. Oh, let me let me tell you the the worst thing I ever hear out of people's mouths are, "Oh, dude, when my settlement comes in, <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, uh, I want to like slap people." Yeah. When my settlement comes in, you know what I'm gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do when your settlement comes in? If that's your plan, you yeah. got you got that's like you're fucked. 
Can you imagine having a settlement in chess? When my settlement comes in, I'm going to put your pawn right there. And then, but what if your settlement doesn't come in? What if that settlement didn't happen? What yeah. was your plan? Yeah. Um, it's not a good place to be to to go. When I take advantage, or or when I obviously sometimes people do bad things and they need to, you know, pay you for that um, because they have taken that. But you can't count on it, nor should you. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> when my settlement it's, comes in. It's, yeah, same here. It's really it, the, the 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 role of the victim is a very interesting one. It's very uh, yeah. It's 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 a really big now. I think, but it's interesting though. But yeah, it's an interesting topic. How so? Now that you have this, you didn't talk about the third one. Can you even talk about the third film that is in development now or nope. beginning? Okay, you can't. Nope. Nope. Excited it's for that though. It's a, it's a sequel, and, okay. and 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 nothing may come of it. I'm also uh, working on a little segment for. Uh, a new horror anthology um, called Holidays. Um, yes, that's, that's the most recent thing coming up. Yeah, yeah, and we'll be doing that one pretty soon. You're going uh, down to LA to shoot it, right? Uh, I can't say. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to get in trouble. Okay, yeah, yeah we'll stop talking fun. about that. <laughs> yeah. um, but that'll be a fun one when that comes out. Uh, I hope I hope people will enjoy it. And how that how did that come about? Once again, that's XYZ, um, the same people who are producing Our House, and uh, they had a really, really cool opportunity where every director gets to make a little short about a holiday. It's, it's horror-based, of course, and uh, we get to, each each person got to write their own story and, and direct it. And so Kevin Smith is doing one, Gary Shore, um, there's a bunch of other great directors attached. Um, awesome. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. Is it kind of a trip for you now? Um, you know, you had the Amblin experience and now like all these things that are growing up and, um, you're just, you're transform, transforming. Is it a bit of a trip for you? Um, just kind of living <laughs> your, the growth is so large, you know, and it's getting bigger as the days progress. Are you, do you get yourself kind of caught up and you take a breath and go like, you know, damn, you know, do you get a moment to take some reflection and, you know, I know you'd like to take walks and stuff is, is that when you do some reflection and kind of take yeah, it walks are walks are important people very much yeah <laughs> they are you've turned me on to them and they're probably one of the best things I've done to yes. for myself in recent history doesn't your yeah. brain love the shit out of oh walk? dude and I, and it really reinforced <laughs> it too when I um I was telling a friend about it we were actually taking a walk I was saying when I read and or actually listened to Steve's Steve Jobs biography is all his really big meetings I found out were all done while he took that one person out for like a two-hour walk. Dude, and that's the first thing we did when we met. Yes, yeah, it's so important. We walked all. We walked for like four hours actually through yeah, San Francisco. San Francisco. But the way so you're, I said, I, your I brain... Remember I said, I, I took Ash aside and I said, dude, this is going to sound very weird, but uh, the way that I work... You. Yeah, no, the way that I work is <laughs> that uh, I don't just start working and work and work and work. work. I said, I go for walks. Yeah. And then when the when the the thing hits me, I sit down and I pound it out. Yeah. But 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 it seems like procrastinating. I said because on the outside it looks like well the good dude's just going for a couple strolls. Great. Yeah. What work <laughs> did you get done today? I said but it has to be done. I have to go for these strolls, and then it'll hit, and then we'll do the we'll do the great work. Yeah. And so so and that kind of happened with off too. Remember we went for a walk in L.A. Yeah. And then and then we sat down and went. And then we just did all that location Same scouting. Same with Lost and Boy too. Down. Came up yeah. with Lost Boy story the same way. 
I think that there's really something significant. You've helped change a lot of these kind of things for me, at least creatively. I used to just be like a worker ant soldier, just bashing my head against it instantly. And then now I realize by stepping away from this, getting a bigger, bigger picture and manifesting it. Actually, Vitaly too has helped me figure out like building things in your mind prior to working on it and being invested in it. It will actually save you so much time there's that that 80 20 rule or there's all these different sayings for this kind of stuff but it actually is really effective i've found it to be for me personally and i've noticed it through you as well because you're very very prolific as well you hide a lot of things not everybody knows how much you're up to i do because i'm involved with your life a lot more than most people but you're very prolific person i think and and especially for having a system like you do creatively just find it really interesting everybody has a different creative process obviously you know but my mind looks like, Hey, Anthony's being really lazy today. And then, <laughs> and then at like 8 PM, I sit down at the computer and like, I won't stop till yeah, 6 AM. Yeah. Um, but I will have formulated all the ideas and, and things in, in, in that period. Um, it's just the way I work and I have to explain to some people cause uh, you know, dude, the worst thing for me is a nine to five. Oh it's yeah. The worst. Yeah. I have a hard oh, time with that. It's, Oh, nothing happens. Nothing happens all day long. You're like, okay, well, great. And then what ends up happening is you have no life because you still have to get that job done. Uh, and, yeah. and I mean, this is probably great for some people to hear because I'm sure that there are so many people like us who can't work within a nine to five system and think, well, do I suck? No, no you don't you, suck. You do not. That's, yeah. that's just the way the brain works. Art doesn't happen on demand. Hey, it's nine o'clock. Where's your art? Um, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it, and and you just have to sort of figure out what works best for you. I mean, what is it? G-Monk was saying, uh, you were saying that he doesn't start until like a certain time, or I think he emailed me one time and said like, I don't even start work until this time. And yeah, until like, about 11 or 12 or so. That's when yeah, he usually starts great. work. But even for him, it's like going to a studio can be difficult as well, just because of distractions and all those mm-hmm. things. It's, it's difficult. I have a really interesting way too, especially being a freelancer and communicating with people or traveling out to go to studios. Like, I want to get in there, get all the ideas, information I need, and I got to get out of there, you know, like, so I can go get work done, you know? Yeah. Well, as, as we all know, is that, that some people love to just chat. Yeah, of course. <laughs> We're doing it right now. You know, it makes, yes. it makes total well, sense, you know? For sure. For sure. But, but when you're going to meet someone to, to get a job done, it's like, yeah. dude, let's chat. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it just depends on the engagement and stuff. But yeah, I think that that's a really great point that you pointed out there's probably a lot of people and i felt it too i've, I've worked so many jobs were nine to five and i felt like shit because i wasn't happy i wasn't um producing work when supposedly supposed to and i still have that problem now it's just challenging you know like you can't well yeah because you, you still want to have time with your family and friends and yeah. so but that thing is due tomorrow and you go okay well i didn't get anything done all day today because i was thinking about it yeah. now it's still due um, I guess I'll stay up until 6 a.m. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, weird, it's a weird system, though. But sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I think that there's some ways of working around different, different ways, too, and also just throwing yourself at it. Um, but there's different ways about going about it. And there's a lot of things that I've learned from you personally, which I think are great. Moving towards now, we're here in your current state where you have three films in development. There's many other things that are in development on top of that, things that we're collaborating and things that you're collaborating with other people involved with. I you know, can't wait for I can't wait for people to see what we're working on. It's so cool. <laughs> but so we're gonna cool. keep it secret because Yeah, we have to. Well semi yeah. semi secret because yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Lost Boys is so exciting. Yeah, we don't want people. We don't want people to be uh, knowing everything that's happening when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, the 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 real estate of surprise is a is a very important thing. So, and realizing that and, and knowing that that'll give the audience the best experience. It's like, well, it's just a sacrifice, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're really excited about that though. But we'll we'll discuss that later down the road. Hopefully, once it comes out and everything. So that's all working on. So an average. So we'll probably wrap this up pretty soon because I know you got to get going. Um, you know, Nick's waiting for me at Starbucks right now. Oh, sorry, sorry, Nick. Yeah, we'll, we'll wrap <laughs> no, no. this up. Because <laughs> we're at, tonight. We're uh, we're watching a film uh, for one of the people who we're going to cast for our house. Awesome. Um, and one of their films got sent to us and uh got to record some scratch tracks for uh for the edit of holidays very cool and uh book howard's tickets howard's come too. howard awesome and that's it you know it's like working with the same team of great people that you can that's connect with and you can trust them i mean yeah howard is so awesome for the off thing it was really cool well um i mean I, I we've touched on so many things i feel like we've is there anything that you know in the back of your mind that you really wanted to discuss or bring up? Or Andrew, is there any questions that you had for him or anybody that might have had something? Uh, not that I can think of. I'll emerge from my two-hour silence in the darkness. Yeah, here. dude. Yeah, what the heck? Creeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not as talkative as Iggy was. You guys were killing it. I didn't want to interrupt the flow. <laughs> the flow. Yeah, flow. no. Um, no questions, nothing. Uh, yeah, dude. I, I even I feel blessed even being on on the podcast because I know that among you know everybody else who's on the collective, I'm like a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> You're number one hundred and number one. There you go, buddy. One yeah, and hundred. Full circle. Uh, full circle. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh. There, there's been so much growth. You know, like you've progressed so much this year, you know, as a writer, as a filmmaker, as a friend, as a person that I've got to know this past couple of years, it's just been really awesome. So, yeah, man. well, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I would say the biggest difference between me now and last year is I just feel even more blessed, which is really weird to say because I was already pretty happy with things. So I don't know, man, I, I probably have like a brain tumor. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> No, when you feel this good, oh, yeah. there's got to be something up, dude. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel, up. man. I'm expecting some downward to, downward spiral because I, I feel it's great. I feel blessed to to know all the people I've been working with and talking with and dealing with, and like it's just it's it's the best it's ever been. Like my life is awesome, man. And I'm t- now now I'm gonna have a bunch of haters because they're like, fuck that dude. This gonna be all these sixteen year old guys going, mm-hmm. fuck that dude. He's yeah, so but if you Twitter, turn shit. off your accessibility in Twitter and Facebook, then they <laughs> exactly. can't get to you. That's so. why I'm turning it off because yeah. I knew today I'd tell everyone how happy I am, and people fucking hate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be like that, people. Go support it. Go make your own thing. Be happy. We all, we can all support one another. There's enough to go around. Everybody should be engaging with helping one another. Well, that's going to be the last can. thing I do on Twitter is I'm actually going to, like I said, I'm going to put my email out there and anyone who wants to contact me, be, be, I'm more than happy to, to fucking contact or talk with anybody because, uh, yeah, I'm a pretty open guy. I already talk with a lot of people on Twitter, yeah. but I'd rather email them. And, uh, if, uh, you know, want to work on something or, I mean, that's how Ash and I met was with an email. Yeah. And, and I couldn't be more happy 
that that we that, that, that I sent that email. <laughs> yeah, it's a really great way of exchanging things and making building friends and, te- and family and teams and stuff. It's really awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm super freaking stoked for your success. I think there's so many great things that you're on to, and I'm just really excited. That's going to make me so pumped this, up. I'm not stoked for the success. I'm stoked because I I hope that we can continue to uh, make a living making cool things throughout the future. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm stoked. We are Talk and we success. will. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I mean, I, like I said, I was happy that things sort of – uh, some of my dreams came true, but mostly I'm happy that, you know, we'll hopefully, like I said, we'll hopefully be able to keep doing this and keep making more exciting things and that people will enjoy. And even if they don't, fuck them. <laughs> we, get to, we get to keep making them. Uh, that's exactly so, yeah. how I ended an episode. And that's why we're buddies. He's, he's, he's <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, because that's the, at the end of the day, that's, that's what, I mean, I hope that's the takeaway is that, if you're going to make something, make something that you enjoy because that's when it's going to be great, and that's when people will truly connect to it, and that's when uh, you know you'll have you'll have that emotional bond with the people who 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 receive your artwork, and uh, that's that's the exciting thing about art. Yeah, I mean that's that's why, like I said, that's what I love. That's what made me get into film was that I the potential that I could one day achieve that same emotional connection that jaws had with me when i was five years old of scaring the shit out of me that's that's the exciting part yeah. i hope that we get to do that for our lives it's beautiful i love it i love it <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome man no i'm no, i'm super pumped man well dude thank you this has been an amazing episode episode 100 here you go guys you know spoon fed oh. this baby to you eat it up <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope it is enjoyable and not just ramblings of a retard. Yeah, I, said, I said retard. Uh, sorry, guys. sorry. It's okay. You're off Twitter now, so they can't do anything. Bad way. Oh god. Yeah, you can't use that word, man. No, no but can't dude, use that word anymore. Yeah, onward and upward. You guys will see Anthony's films in the theater and, and have fun enjoying them. And yeah, this is going to be a really cool thing to watch. Yeah, I'm stoked, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> Seriously, thank you so much for coming on the episode. This is this is great. And thank you for having me. Yeah. Now I'm gonna go meet Nick, and we're gonna get to work. Send Nick my love. Don't work too hard, guys. <laughs> yeah, we won't. All right, okay. guys. See you, <laughs> buddy. See you, dude. Bye. Bye. And that does it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening in. You can always find Anthony's work in all the show notes and links to everything that we talk about at thecollectivepodcast.com slash 100. You can also find links to our Facebook and our infamous Twitter and check out our iTunes by going to thecollectivepodcast.com slash iTunes. I hope you guys really enjoyed this. Have an amazing day. Go make something great. Be powerful. Be prolific. Peace out, everybody.